Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stumps and Spencer Simpson. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and joining me is our co-host with the co-most, Spencer Simpson. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back uh, on for a full episode this week. Uh, we've got some news for you a couple short stories and then later on the three of us will dive into the boys and speaking of the three of us uh let's give a shout out to travis who is on the horn with us again this week what a buttery smooth transition i know you're getting so good at that it's kind of scaring me it just it was i don't plan it i promise i'm not you know (laughs) he's been sitting there all week like how am i gonna how am i gonna work off this intro from jared (laughs) I know. I'm not Mark Ellis, who like very clearly premeditates his color commentary before the show. <laughs> I think that's like... the first time that you've like openly addressed your own showdown watching. It's true. Yes. It's oh, true. I'm, 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 is I'm that a considered fan a hot take? Is that a hot take? Is that is that another spicy take from Spencer Simpson? What? That I watched the Schmodown? No, that Mark Ellis clearly premeditates everything he's saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's that hot. If you if you just look at his face when he's saying it, he's so proud of what he's you know <laughs> are you, whatever. Are you saying he premeditates everything in advance of the match, or like as the question's being read, he thinks about what he's going to say? Well, I'm, before the match, I mean, like he knows what the questions are going to be. But he, I mean, so I think he like comes up with his little quips beforehand. Well, you also have like the running jokes with like your you know comedy, <laughs> or like the. Animated movies, these are films that are drawn uh, on paper or on a computer. Like he has like those like uh, <laughs> those like segues into the category. It's true. But anyway. Spencer, yeah. how was your week? Um, pretty good. Uh, I moved in this past uh, – I moved in a week ago into college, but classes didn't start until this past Monday. Um, so it – it's good. It's good. Um, I was alone there for a little while because I was. I, none of my roommates have, had moved in, but as of yesterday, we are all moved in now, and so um, I'm really enjoying hanging out with them. It's a real pain in the neck at first to like get all your stuff situated and settled in. Oh yeah, uh, I feel it that. already feels like uh, home. So that's a that's a plus, and um, school is going all right, and yeah, that's. Basically, just playing a lot of spike ball and throwing frisbees and baseballs and you know messing around while the weather's nice. So that's basically it. There would be someone out there with you playing an acoustic guitar. Oh, there, you will you will not have any lacking of just random people playing acoustic it's, guitars in public at Grove City College. And it's a requirement. It's that there also needs to be a unicycle guy. Do you guys have a unicycle guy? My dad was the unicycle guy. <laughs> that's. That's amazing. I'm so you have you have royalty in your blood, Spencer. I tried when I was little. I tried to learn how, but it's just kind of. 
That's incredible. We had a unicycle guy at Toledo for a little bit. I stopped seeing him after like my second year, but I'm sure someone by now has taken the mantle. Spencer, how many years have I known you? A long time. Why is like, this the first time we, we were in kindergarten together, riding right? a fucking unicycle? I think I knew. I think I knew he could. Like he told us once because I had him for class. But then I didn't. Yeah, know he, he used was... to ride his unicycle during like PSSAs or whatever to to get people not stressed out. That's incredible. You know, back when PSSAs were the scariest thing that could happen to us. I am so angry. I never got to witness Todd Prime riding a unicycle. Todd Prime. That's a that's a deep cut there. You want Spencer real quick before we pitch to Travis? You want to explain the Todd Prime story real quick? Well, let's see. What was it? What movie had we just seen? We were. I don't. We were on our way to the Star Wars one man show in Pittsburgh. That's right. And um, the topic of time, time travel. travel. Yes, just happened to sneak its way into conversation. And we were like trying to think, like riddle things out, like okay, so what would happen if this happened to this and whatever. And we we drew some inspiration from um, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies and how like there's a like an old Spock, like a Leonard Nimoy Spock, and then there's a, a young uh, Zachary Quinto. Is that his name? Yep, Zachary Quinto Spock, and how they call the old Spock, they call him Spock Prime, and so. As we were just like discussing, somehow one of us was just like, so wait a second. Wait, if if my dad, Todd, goes back in time, blah, 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 then Todd Prime, blah, 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 and he meets Todd like regular, like, and Todd Prime is, yeah. So Todd Prime was born well, the somehow. Fun, the, the fun came from the fact that like whenever I introduced myself into the conversation, I did not – we were, we were still in high school at the time, and as if you guys haven't figured it out by now, Spencer's teacher taught at our high school. Spencer's teacher, Spencer's father, there you who go. was a, was a teacher, is a teacher at our high, at our old high school, and I I did not also still ninety percent sure your parents still didn't like me yet. Um, was so uncomfortable to say Todd to his face. <laughs> I could never. So like, I could never. While he, so while, while Spencer, I also and don't Joel, know him nearly as well as you guys. So while Spencer and Joel keep Todd Prime, Todd Prime, Todd Prime, I chime in with Mister Simpson <laughs> Prime, <laughs> and never, not once, did I say the words Todd Prime to his face. Um, because because uh, wait, when did we? Was that in November? Because I know the following semester I had your old man for psych. It had to have been. Yeah, it was in November. But something tells me it was like junior year. It wasn't even. No, it was senior year. Are you sure? Yeah, because senior year I had I had your dad for psych, and that was uh, right after a different event. I'm marking this by that I'm not going to name drop, but um, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was it was senior year. I'm certain of that. Um. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Mr. Todd Simpson is a time traveler, and we're dealing with the prime <laughs> version of him. But yeah, that's that story from the past. Ah uh, yes. So is uh is our slice gonna be a unified slice? Jam? Yeah, pretty pretty. Mu- I, I you can tell the schmodown part of the slice, and I will add context to the hot patootie part. <laughs> the hot patootie part. Um, so. <laughs> As you guys, as we've already made ev- uh, apparent, we are fans of the movie trivia Schmodown. 
Uh, Jared's favorite player is Mike the Killer Kalinowski, who just played in a title doubles match that was live streamed to patrons on Thursday, which we will not spoil the results of the match here, but don't follow me on Twitter if you don't want spoilers. Because <laughs> um, Travis immediately after the match hey, tweeted about hey, it. Hey, I, in my defense, I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so... So uh, but it was a very we, good match. Be sure to tune into it uh, once it's live. On yeah, if you if you have access to it, it's a fantastic match. But um Jared came straight to my house from um Rocky Horror Picture Show callbacks <laughs> because at his rehearsal for Guys and Dolls, the director for Rocky Horror Picture Show came up and said, Hey, should just come to callbacks. Keep in mind, I did not audition. Yeah. I didn't get a chance. I don't think I got a chance to tell Spencer about this yet. I don't think so either. Um, so this is the first he's hearing about it. I'm coming out of Guys and Dolls rehearsal, and I get pulled aside by the director. He's like, hey, can you come to callbacks tomorrow night and sing Hot Patootie? And I was like, now, I've seen the movie once or twice and have not in a very long time. I know the time warp. I know sweet transvestite. I know. I know. I know like the show stoppers. I get pulled aside and he's like, hey, can you come sing hot patootie tomorrow? And I was like, I did an audition. He's like, I know you didn't. Can you please sing for the meatloaf part? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, Tyler, I don't know this fucking song. dude. <laughs> so I had 12 hours to learn um, hot patootie. From the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, which it's 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 very fast. It's a very fast paced song. The verses move at a very very quick clip, so it was like it, it was difficult and very nerve wracking. Um, and then they asked me to sing a second song, which they didn't warn me about the night before, and that was oh equally, boy. yeah. But so while <laughs> I was suffocating that whole callback process, but while we're at my house watching the Smowdown, Jared will just randomly go, son of a bitch. And and I not having context, like I, I knew about the callbacks thing, but I he would just, you know, all of a sudden get kind of angry. He's like, what's wrong? And he go, Hoppatootie. What? Hoppatootie just keeps running in my head randomly. Because <laughs> I spent the entire like 16 hours I had to prepare listening to that song on a fucking loop. Wow. And then so, <laughs> um I feel like the other half of the recurring joke of that night involves spoilers for the match. Um <laughs> I haven't seen it and I kind of want to if I can get the, it. So a James Bond question is asked in the match to which Jared answered in like to me octopusy. <laughs> <laughs> then we just kept answering every question as octopusy. octopusy. <laughs> and then that led to us looking at each other going, hot patoctopusy. <laughs> Which is now just a tweet on my timeline. Like, it exists. <laughs> it's in the ether. Oh, man. Yeah. So, hot patoctopusy. Hot patoctopusy. Um, wow. But, yeah, that's pretty much your joint slice of life there. Because the highlight of our week was... A unified front. Um, but yeah, uh, with that, we can hop right into the D23 recap here real quick. Uh, Spencer, you're up, friend. All right. So we've got just a couple of announcements here. Nothing too 
um, in depth, but exciting nonetheless. Uh, we've got some uh, announcements from D23 on a couple TV shows that are coming to Disney Plus, and they are uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, so that'll be so we can break all this down in a second. Moon Knight and She Hulk. So, Jared, um, initial thoughts and hopes about those three expectations, maybe? Uh, so fan wh- casts. <laughs> oh, I got, I'm all over the fan casting. Um, yeah, so I leave it to you. I'm really excited by um, uh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight's uh, one of my like he, he's a favorite Marvel character of mine. Um, you guys know how much of a Batman fan I am. So Moon Knight is very Batman-esque. So a vigilante beating, tortured, psychologically fractured individual who wears a very flashy costume is up my alley. Um, so Moon Knight's probably the one I'm most excited for. Ms. Marvel, very excited for that. Very excited to see uh, Kamala Khan uh, come to the big screen. Uh, that is, or not the big screen, but to, uh, you know, uh, live action in the very least. And I have so many questions about She-Hulk. Same. I have so many, like, what, what, what's up with the Universal rights to the Hulk now? Well, I think just the question is, is She-Hulk wrapped into that? I would assume. I don't know how she wouldn't be. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe they got divorced. Well, I don't. I mean, She Hulk is Hulk's cousin. I Maybe know, they got I'm, divorced. I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> I know. I'm making. I don't know. I'm making they sure they got divorced knows. and and Universal lost her in the in the the lawsuit or whatever. I don't. I'm super. I, I I'm excited for it. Like incredibly. Like I'm super happy we oh, get yeah, to see like, She Hulk come to the MC. I'm just. I'm just confused about the logistics. Like I'd like to see that explained somewhere. Um. If in in the event, um, in the event that the MCU Netflix stuff is no longer canon, I think Rosaria Dawson would make a fantastic She Hulk. Okay. Um, you you'll see who I'm talking about—the one who played Night Nurse. Oh. Y- yes, <laughs> she's my pick for She-Hulk. I, fuck, but I love. I can see it. If, I can see it. Yeah. If I, the Netflix stuff is no longer canon, I don't know her as Rosario Dawson. I know her as the girl from Rent, uh, Mimi from Rent. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. I always forget that she was in Rent. Um. So if if the Netflix stuff is no longer canon, Rosario Dawson is my pick. Um. And it's a good one. I. I'm not sure they might want to get because I know in the comics, Moon Knight is Jewish, so they might want to try to get a Jewish actor for the role. Um, if that's not the case, with all the hubbub about Keanu Reeves joining the MCU, that's what I was. Keanu Reeves would make a good Moon Knight. Um, Mark Spector, he's one of those blank slate characters where like all that matters is how he's written. So I don't think it really requires him being like kept down to any ethnicity or what nationality or anything like it, like his, to my knowledge, I don't think that's affected any of his storylines. You're asking the wrong dude. Um, Like off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that like is like directly referential to his faith or nationality. 
So you could fucking cast anybody as Moon Knight. Um, like I said, I think if if the Keanu bug is so hot, and if I mean Disney can obviously afford him, but if they really want to go for it, I think this might be the role that you put uh, Keanu Reeves in. Um, and like I said, and Ms. Ms. Marvel could go either way. Um, again, uh, I can't remember where she's from, but I know that she is uh, a Muslim character, um, Middle Eastern uh, descent. Kamala Khan is her name. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, you know, these are all characters I've been really I hoping that we would get to see in live action. Um, you know, I. <laughs> they're all characters that I've been waiting to see in live action, but these are three characters I've never actually like sat down and thought about who do I want to play them. Um, except for like, I always thought Rosaria Dawson was like a shoe in for she Hulk and got my heart broken a little bit when she was cast as night nurse. Um, but that's not Canon. I think she's the way to go. Um, Spencer, your thoughts on the, on, on this lineup here. Um, it's exciting. I love I love the new blood. Like I say basically all the time, anybody asks me for my opinion on something. Um, I don't really care specifically what it is you give me as long as it's something fresh. And we're getting three really new fresh takes um, on the MCU for the for the screen. And I I love it. Um, Moon Knight, I don't know too much about, but I did I did um, know that he's a Batman like esque sort of a character, a vigilante yeah. in the dark with the big dramatic outfit. Um, so we have that to look forward to. I'm excited for that. I can see that. Um, I can see them taking a, a dark twist on that. Um, maybe not, you know, as dark as you know Batman v Superman or anything like that. <laughs> not, not edgy, gritty, dark. but like just. Just, you know, delving into some of the darker concepts of criminality in a city, uh, maybe some you know, trafficking. That would be human trafficking would yeah. be perfect for a show like this where you can, if you can only dive they had into. If covered it in another Marvel show that might not be canon anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, Daredevil. Well, I'm just saying. You know, oh, no, I agree with you 100%. I, Spencer, like I need you dark- to know I just popped back into the conversation. I had to walk away for like 20 seconds. But oh, but like I I get the gist of what you're saying. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, no, I agree with you, Spencer. I think well, because a lot of the cool stuff about Moon Knight is the fact that he is uh, he he suffers from uh, dissociative identity. Um, because Moon Knight's whole backstory is that he was a mercenary uh, named Mark Spector, who is um, nearly killed in his line of work in Egypt, I believe, and is brought back to life by the Egyptian god of the moon, Khonshu. And Khonshu uh, resurrects him and basically says, okay, I brought you back to life. Now it's your job to basically act as my agent and liaison on Earth. Um, so for the longest time of his run, it's very uh, vigilante, beaten up dudes in the night. Showing that he's mentally unstable. In recent years, they've done entire arcs about like Moon Knight raging against this god that he could never understand and get really into his emo- his um, mental illness. 
So I think Moon Knight has the potential to be one of the one of, if not the darkest entries into the MCU's uh, canon. Yeah, so like that's a you don't not on um, not really in movies very much, uh, but a little bit more in TV shows with the MCU. There's some of these darker plots. And I think Moon Knight is a perfect opportunity to broaden, you know, maybe push the envelope a little bit with the darker plots, but still keep it palatable for people. Um, You know, like I said, you don't need to be branding criminals with a bat <laughs> logo or anything be, or, be, or, or a crescent moon taste, you know be tastefully edgy like yeah tastefully make, that's perfect like, tastefully edgy as we'll talk about with the boys soon um if you're gonna go dark and gritty make it a point that it like the fact that it's dark and gritty isn't for shock value it has implications in your world yeah right and yeah right they if i'm sure marvel can pull that off without question yeah like they've got well spoken well i think uh, like and like honestly spencer like even to a point if you really want to show like profoundly disturbed moon knight and like show how fucked in the head this guy is that kind of like bat fleck over the top like i'm gonna fucking brand you that is on brand. That like no pun intended. That is on brand. That's on brand for Moon. Yeah. Get the fuck out of this house. Like, <laughs> but like, I don't need this from you right now. I almost said my house, but this is not my house. <laughs> but, um, no, but I, I do think like that's very it's very apropos for Moon Knight. Like I, like he he doesn't have a no kill policy. He like indiscriminately will just break a criminal's neck and not look and not blink. Um, yeah, but like you know, for for at least in my perspective, that's not that you know. Un, I can't speak tonight. I don't know what it is. I can't think of anything to say. But like you know, branding somebody that's just like I know that, what that's you almost mean. Yeah. In a completely so different extra. ballpark than killing yeah. them, because it's killing so a criminal yeah. in like while they're shooting at you is one thing, but like disarming them when they're shooting at you and then like throwing then their ass on the ground fucking torturing their them. shirt off and <laughs> making them freaking making their skin melt in the shape of your logo is like a next level messed up you know i can i can get down with some you know doesn't have a no-kill policy heroes in the mcu and that's totally cool i'm, I'm okay with that level of, of edginess like like Travis said, tastefully edgy. Like if he wants to snap somebody over his knee, okay, but is it necessary? Does does it matter that he did it? Right. Exactly. Right. I don't want to see just like senseless, mindless violence for the sake of going over the top. Like I don't know. I know what you mean. Um I also low key really hope that She Hulk is a courtroom drama. Because what? Uh, she's a lawyer. Oh, you know what? That would probably. Be the, I mean, we've already seen it with Daredevil, right? Not not in that way. Like, oh, they won't do it again. Like, they could easily do it. No, again. I mean the whole show is courtroom. I don't mean like, oh, here's Matt Murdock trying to balance being a superhero and lawyer. I mean like like a full fledged courtroom drama. I mean like ninety percent of the show takes place in a courtroom. You want Law and Hulk. I want Hulk in order. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Ice Cube. Yeah. 
Ice Cube is A-bomb. That'd be fucking great. No, but like, and then granted, like, you know, this will remove Rosario Dawson as being an option. If they end up making the Netflix stuff canon, if we got Matt Murdock versus She-Hulk in a courtroom scene, I'd shit Ooh, my pants. My I, if we got yes. fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, shit. What's it, what's the guy's name of the guy who plays Daredevil? Oh, I don't know the actor's It's name. something, something Cox. Um, oh, you're huh? Matthew Cox. Matthew Cox. No, wait. You. Is it? I, I think I just thought Matt Murdock. <laughs> Hold on. Let me let me myself. <laughs> I feel like Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. I need I needed a JTE right there, but I could have gotten it. Um, but no, I think like if we could see Charlie Cox opposite whoever they cast as She Hulk, that would be so fucking funny. Um, I yeah, you're I right, Charlie Cox. I I, I low key want this show to just be a courtroom drama. I don't. I kind of don't want any Hulk action. Like I don't. I kind of don't want to see like you know crushing streets and throwing cars like i just kind of want to see you know that would probably be really cost effective too and like i just want to see a giant green lady just objection your honor <laughs> okay okay i will say this though oh, um fuck. that eh, i do love a good courtroom drama and i do love a good superhero show but if i'm expecting a superhero show i don't want to see a courtroom drama and so like if they can strike this balance you know this is a terrible you know, comparison, but you know how in like most seasons of Star Wars, the Clone Wars, it was like, you know, 70 or 80% action and then like 30 or 40% politics. Yeah. Like I could get down with like a, you know, 60, 40, 70, 30 between like her kicking butt in the streets or whatever. And her like an entire episode dedicated to one case would be totally fine with me. You know, but I'd like to see some action in there. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. What if, okay, elevator pitch for a She-Hulk show. It's She-Hulk representing, like, fledgling superheroes in court when they get into trouble. Like Gazer Beam? Like. <laughs> like freaking Gazer Beam? <laughs> I appreciate your Incredibles reference. <laughs> but like, no, and this would be a great way to introduce a lot of heroes into the MCU. This is this could be the way to introduce the new warriors and characters uh, like that and like like younger heroes who don't quite have a grasp on their powers. That Squirrel Girl show starring Anna Kendrick never went anywhere. Yeah. Like that like it they went into development and then we never heard anything about it for like 5 years. This is your chance to introduce Anna Kendrick as Squirrel Girl. Shit like that. Like let the like like and you can like you can get your action from seeing the heroes doing hero shit. And then kind of like backdoor that into like She-Hulk representing them in court. Maybe it's like a, you know, oh, such and such has violated the Sokovia Accords or like maybe the whole show revolves around like the new warriors start up and they violate the Sokovia Accords and it's like her representing them in court. And if the Netflix stuff is still canon, she has Jessica Jones working for her doing private eye work. And she's going against Matt Murdock. <laughs> that, that's my pitch for the show. Um, but yeah, very excited for that. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the, fa I, you know, I said what I said on Ms. Marvel, so we can, uh, 
Very excited for that. So moving later along, Travi, you're up next, my friend. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, so from the live action panel, we got two stories coming out of there. We got uh, we have a date for Black Panther 2. We have a date for Black Panther 2. Which Yay. is kind and of it's not in February. No, I was wrong. Not. I was wrong. Uh, Ryan Coogler, notably, which we knew he was on the project, but I just like reassuring he's on the project. That um, Black Panther 2 will come out May 6th of 2022. Which, while far away, gives me something to look forward to. And then, also, we got some extra casting for the Eternals. Notably, Kit Harington, who of Game of Thrones fame, who joins... As the Black Knight? Yeah, Black Knight is not an Eternal, but it looks yeah, like Black Knight is going to be in this movie. As Kit Harrington or Kit Harrington as Black Knight. Yeah. And really getting to see all the different types of characters he can play. Because you see, he's not known for playing a brooding knight yet. He's never played a knight in dark armor. Never. ever. Never. So ever. this is so good to see him play <laughs> a role so different from Jon Snow. <laughs> and Poor guy's um, getting typecast. I know. I feel bad for him. But he's making that Disney money, so it's okay. <laughs> did, we, did we get any other new casting? I don't think we did. Um, Off the top of my head, no. There's a full cast list there, um, including Kit Harrington as Black Knight. Which they excites also, me because I love Black Knight's costume so much. They also reveal the yeah all of the uh, designs for the characters in the movie. Yeah, with their actors, it look, they all look really good. You know, they got that Marvel spick and spam on them. Yeah, I don't know if um, I don't think Black Knight's shown in that, but I just I love his. So I love the modern version of his costume, which is probably going to be how they adapt it. Yeah, he has he like, is, this giant black sword. It's so badass. Um, you want to read the cast list? Uh, let's see. I think it's in that second Hollywood Reporter article. Or I think actually I lied. It's a deadline article. Yeah, it's the one I'm in right now. Okay. Um, uh, joins the Eternals cast that includes Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, Lauren Ridloff, Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Leah McHugh, Don Lee, and Gemma Chan. Yeah, and then it has um, uh, and then it uh, has uh, here um, uh, I lost my place. Okay, here we go. Uh, we have. Do you want me to read their characters? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Chan, just so everybody knows who's playing who. Chan will be playing Cersei. Uh, Barry Keoghan, I think. Will play play Druig. Uh, Madden will be playing Icarus. Nanjiani is playing Kingo. Ridloff will portray Makari, the first deaf hero in the MCU. Yep. Neato. Uh, Henry will be playing Fastos. I hope I'm saying these names right. I am not into the Eternals at all. <laughs> you wouldn't be alone. Yeah. Uh, Salma Hayek will be playing Ajak. Yeah. 
I no, I lost my space on the line. Uh, McHugh will be playing Sprite. Lee will be playing Gilgamesh, and Joe Lee will be playing Thena. So yeah, uh, Eternals is stacked. Um, <laughs> I, that's all. I mean, that's all they have to sell this movie. Yeah, right. Star like, power. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't. I don't blame them for doing this. I think it's an excellent business move. And I. I mean, I was going to see that anyway, but. Now, now you gotta see. I'm just a little bit disappointed that it only took 24 hours for the Kit Harrington casting to be confirmed. Because last night the story broke that he's been cast, but no, but no yeah. one knew is what. And I was, I was so ready to jump on the Kit Harrington as Wolverine, uh-huh. like that. <laughs> and then they're like, "Nope, just another edgy night." <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> Jon Snow in the 21st century with less incest, hopefully. Yeah, between that and the seeing the Black Panther 2 news kind of surprised me. I didn't expect yeah. to see a date so early, but I don't remember where I read it. I think it was during like a live tweet session that somebody was doing um, that they mentioned that apparently the first treatment for the script is in. Ooh, I so I mean, it's been about a month since we said he was sitting down to write it. So yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I am super excited. Yeah, for both of these movies. Agreed, and then I think they said that they showed more footage from Black Widow as well. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, um, I think I think that's fair. I think of the three movies that are, um, you know, we have like the two that are earliest in production, um, followed up by what is probably one of the most anticipated sequels. So. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. showings. Good showings. Uh, we, <laughs> we now let's talk about the one that we don't want to talk about. Uh-huh. We we have an update on the ugliest divorce in Hollywood history. Don't. I still I still have hope. I still have. Okay, hope. what about Brangelina though? If we're talking ugliest divorces in Hollywood history, <laughs> what about Brangelina? Jared almost just took off his headphones and walked away. <laughs> he is so distraught. He doesn't know what to do. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we love you 3000. Be sure to tune in at the same bad time at the same bad channel. Um, there's just something so you didn't give me prep. I need to get hot patootie ready. <laughs> um, I don't. I I don't think anything could have ever mentally prepared me for hearing Spencer Simpson say the words Brangelina. There was just something. There was just the cognitive dissonance of that event. But what about Brangelina? <laughs> Listen, it's important. Okay. <laughs> uh, that that was good. Anyway, that was really good. Back to the pre-Disney owned Sony foot uh, history line here. Uh yeah. So <laughs> just gonna toss that out there. Um. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige and Spider-Man star Tom Holland addressed this week's Sony Marvel breakup, which will see the wall crawler leave the MCU. I I don't want to say that sentence ever again. In a new interview conducted at uh, Disney's D23 Expo on Saturday. (laughs) Pardon me. Uh, uh, Basically, we've had five great movies. Holland said in a chat with Entertainment Weekly. It's been five amazing years. I've had the time of my life. Who knows what the future holds, but all I know is that I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man and have the time of my life. 
It's going to be so fun, however we choose to do it. Uh, Holland added, the future for Spider-Man will be different, but it'll be equally as awesome and amazing, and we'll find new ways to make it even cooler. Uh, for it. <laughs> Thank you for being my mental commentary, Spencer. No problem. Um, for his part, Feige said uh, he was feeling he was feeling about Spider-Man gratitude and joy. He added, we got to make five films within the MCU with Spider-Man, two standalone films and three with the Avengers. It was a dream that I never thought would happen. It was never meant to last forever. He, we knew that there was a finite amount of time that we'd be able to do this. And we told the story we wanted to tell. And I'll always be thankful for that. Uh, so yeah, I don't like the way it's official. Uh, so much for last ditch efforts and hello shattered dreams hello darkness my old friend i think there's still time what for disney to start purchasing sony stock i agree with you (laughs) not necessarily i'm not saying it should happen but i'm saying it's inevitable while the stock price is down buy them up baby i think legitimately that there is enough frustration that someone's going to bow here. And I am not take this with a grain of salt, but from what I've been hearing from people who have like actual sources, um, whom I've talked to Disney approached them with 30, 70, not 50, 50. So take that with a grain of salt. I feel like I saw that somewhere too. Don't like, I don't know how certain that is, but if that's true, Sony, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. Like they saved the fucking franchise. That's, that's fair for them to ask for that. But yeah, the only reason I don't think that's entirely credible is because I heard that Sony went to Marvel with 70, 30, and that Marvel turned it down. Well, from what I understand is that so, Marvel came to them, Sony didn't have a counteroffer, and said, you keep 5%, go fuck yourself. But see, that's I've heard other things. Yeah. Now, and again, this is all speculative and, you know, telephone game yeah. stories at this point. But either way, from my perspective, it looks like Marvel has an exit strategy. Yeah. And I'm sure they... They thought of this going into Far From Home, and they are fully prepared now to just hit the nuke button on the Spider-Man lines in the MCU and just be ready to be done with it, which is unfortunate, but... They don't want to, but they've got a backup plan by now. Oh, yeah. How? (laughs) Because Feige hasn't slept in, like... A week and a half, probably. He's holding Tony's dead fucking body. I will stand by my theory that all of that was to get Sony to bend to a better deal. Like, look how ingrained he is in our stories now. You have to let us keep him. Uh, And it didn't work. (sighs) I'm so frustrated by this still. (sighs) Well, in keeping with disappointing things, Spencer, you want to talk about another fucking theme park we're never going to go to? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) Uh, 
Ain't so, that the truth? <laughs> so this is with the some other incredible merch. With some incredible merch, I will like sell my firstborn and kidneys to get. But that's beside the point. So, so this from Hollywood Reporter: Disneyland unveils sneak peek of Avengers Campus theme park. Okay. <laughs> The Avengers Campus theme park coming soon to Disney's California Adventure and Disneyland Paris was given an inside look at the D23 stage in Anaheim this past Friday. Marvel Vice President and Creative Executive Ryan Panagos shared that the park will include experiences, attractions, and surprises for superhero fans, such as the inclusion of spider bots at the Worldwide Engineering Brigade, uh, also known as the Web. <laughs> Quote, something that Peter Parker's been working on in Avengers Campus, end who? quote, says Panagos. I don't know who, who that is. Who? Is this Panagos? an MCU character? Peter Parker? I've what? never heard of him. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I couldn't see. tell you, really. They're making, they're making this up. No, it was Parker Peters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean yes. The, you mean the hero Night Monkey? Peter Parker's. <laughs> Nocta Monkey. Nocta Monkey. <laughs> Um, Pinagos adds that Spider-Man's suit will be featured at Avengers Campus, noting that a big theme of the campus is Tony Stark finding that next generation of Avengers. In a sneak peek, Pinagos was able to play around and manipulate the armor of Spider-Man's suit. This is so fucking insulting. Couldn't have been more poorly timed. I'm so offended by this. I can't Could put into words how like more poorly time viscerally angry this makes me that it's like, hey, we don't get to see Spider-Man live up to the legacy of the great heroes who came before him. Here's a theme part dedicated to Spider-Man living up to the legacy of the previous crew of Avengers. Oh, go fuck yourselves. Oh, my God. Uh, I would be just as disappointed if I was ever going to go to that park. Yeah. And that's not me being like, ah, fuck the mouse. That's me going, the mouse is really expensive and I'm a poor college kid. Send help. (laughs) (laughs) I'll enter the sweepstakes every time, but I can't shell out several grand for an all-inclusive trip to both, you know, Black Spire and the Avengers campus. Sorry, but no. Sorry, but no. Uh, yeah, and then they they also had like a video of the rendering there. If you want to check that out, it looks beautiful. It looks incredible. It and does, but again, like I'm not going to be there anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> if, I, if if I if I ever get like Tony Stark money, we're all going. Um, but I don't get that fuck you money. I, I don't think I'm getting any fuck you money anytime soon. Um. Probably not. With that, uh, is it time? Uh, yeah, uh, before we do that, for those of you who have not seen The Boys, I think we are... Do you want to just give like general thoughts and then... Or do you just want to go straight into spoilers? Um, well, before we get into that, real quick, um, kind of cap off our thoughts from what we've seen from Marvel from D23, oh, Travis, sure. before we do that. Um. Excited for the Disney Plus shows. I'm glad that they're stacking their lineup, right? I Similarly, I expected Miss Marvel and I expected Moon Knight. I just didn't expect them to get announced already. Yeah, and agreed. She, yeah. She Hulk, 
I'm excited for, but also confuses me in the same way, because <laughs> yeah. where does she fall in the IP war? I don't know. Um, excited about Black Panther having a date, um, kind of setting off phase five. Excited about the Eternals. Couldn't give a shit less about the theme park because I said on do back, I'll say it here. Um, if I ever have that kind of money for a vacation like that, I'm probably leaving the country. And, yeah. um, I, am, at least until I have kids. Exactly. Yeah. And I am very, very I'm sad and disappointed to see the, the, the officiality of Spider-Man leaves MCU. I'm still yeah. holding on hope. I, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something in the coming week or two of, they made up. Look, I but. I was the idiot who held out hope for years that Spider-Man would join the MCU. And I was vindicated <laughs> for a very brief time. I'm going to keep holding out hope that this gets worked out. It's all you, baby. It's all you. So I, I need I need to hold on to that grain of hope to stay to, to keep my heart from breaking. Spencer, thoughts on the D23 announcements from Marvel? Um, hopeful. And like I said before, I'm always happy to see uh, some new blood on the screen and in the TV shows in the MCU. So bring it on. Um, I can't wait to see what they have, especially Moon Knight. That one looks extra cool. Um, so, yeah, bring it on. Same thing for me, pretty much. I, you know, everything that they're talking about here. It excites the hell out of me, and I'm hoping to see some wild stuff, especially for Moon Knight. Uh, with that, um, we're going to get into our review of The Boys. Uh, if you want to stay completely unspoiled, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, we love you guys 2000, same bad time, same bad channel, you know all that goodness. If not, we're going to do a little bit of spoiler free um, as much as we can. And then we're just going to basically uh, riff on this first season of Amazon's The Boys. So with that, boys talk. Holy shit, this show is, show is so fucking good. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> like, Travis, or Jared, Jared said to me the last time I saw him, like the, the night before I left for school, he was like, hey, so I'm going to finish the last two episodes of The Boys tonight. And we're going to do a review, Travis and me, next week. So if you can, see if you can watch the whole season. It's only eight episodes. And if you can, that's awesome. If not, then Travis and I will take the helm and, and it'll be no issue. And I said, yeah, it looked good. I'm, I'm going to see if I can make it through the whole season. I watched the entire series in two days. That's the way to do it. Attaboy. That's it was phenomenal. It. it is. And it's so good. Like. It's it, just an airtight show. There's like it's there's so many things it does right that so many other things do wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. that's fair. It is tastefully edgy, as I mentioned before, without spoilers. Is, yes, um, it it deviates from the comics rather heavily and manages to still tell an airtight story that resembles the comics enough that you can read the comics and it's a different story and it's interesting. And the show stands on its own still as something good. Usually that's a discredit of this is different from the comics and that's a bad thing. 
it's probably good that it's different from the comics. Yeah. Because of some of the gnarly shit that happens in there. Yeah. Um, the casting is incredible. Oh my god. I love the really great. I love the little callback with Simon Pegg as Huey's dad instead of as Huey because Yeah. Um Tony Starr deserves an Emmy. Oh my god. If Tony Starr is not nominated for Homelander, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. I thought you said Tony Stark from over here. Yeah, it Oh, sorry. No, yeah. Tony Starr, the gentleman who plays does he, Homelander. Does he go Homelander, by Tony? Right. Yeah, it's T-O-N-I. Anthony. It's Anthony without an H. His Anthony Instagram Starr. just says Tony. Oh, then he probably goes by Tony. Yeah, I, everything I've seen right. on online, it just says Tony. His, his yeah. credit is Anthony Starr. Oh, I never noticed yeah. that. Um, it says Tony Starr. Keep talking. I'm going to look on Instagram He now. is... Everyone in the show is fantastic, but he in particular just does such a phenomenal job terrifying you as Homelander. Like, oh my goodness, yes. Oh, you're right. His Instagram handle is Tony dot star, but in his his act it says Anthony, Anthony. Star yeah. in his. Okay, that makes sense. I, I felt only, like an idiot for a second. <laughs> I got, I got oh, no, yeah. I, if he goes by Tony, he goes by Tony. I only yeah. know it's Anthony because I added him on Twitter when I was watching the show of just like, this guy is, yeah, knocks it out of the fucking park. He's insane. Um, I don't know if I said it on air yet, but uh, Billy Butcher got added to my cause plans about halfway through the first episode. And yes, yes, you did. And rightfully so. (laughs) I also didn't realize until yesterday I accidentally got the same haircut as Billy Butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. It occurred to me like earlier today. I'm like, oh, my God, I have fucking Billy Butcher hair now. (laughs) Yeah, because like when you said, oh, my God, I'm going to totally cosplay Billy Butcher. I was thinking in my head, right. Yeah. you know, dark haired, somewhat bearded, like edgy looking guys don't at all fit your, you know, stereotype <laughs> for cosplaying whatsoever. Not at all. Yeah, sub, sub the cape for a trench coat. Same, <laughs> same type of character all around. Um, but no, oh my, I, Billy Butcher's easily my favorite character. I just, there, it's, he's that, I, he's my type. Like Spencer was saying, like, I, I have, I have a soft spot for like the dark haired edge lords of any franchise. Um, it's gotta be either Homelander or Huey for me. Just like, I think Homelander is the most interesting character. He's the most the fun show. to watch. Um, but I identify so much with Huey yeah. as someone who is, very terrible at social interaction. Like I'm just real bad at it. <laughs> and anytime, like anytime I say something and I don't get the reaction I'm intending, I immediately shut down and I'm just like, what, what do I do? What's going on? Wow. What do I do? <laughs> no, Hugh, Huey's so greatly written. Um, uh, oh, Starlight. That's their name, right? Yeah. Starlight. Oh, Starlight. Annie January. <clears throat> Annie. Um, so, so well written um they i absolutely love annie um, i i like her character is slightly different so i've been reading the comics okay um she's <coughs> one of the things they like slightly alter they make her a little more of a realistic character like a realistic person in the show and it makes it end up working out it makes her arc that they do in the show work really well um. Yeah, 
I, I it it's so good. The show's fantastic. I, Everything about it's so good. I can't. I can't. Season two can't come soon enough. Especially when once we get into spoilers, I'll see if you guys are comfortable with comic spoilers. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. I mean, I am Spencer. Yeah, sure. I'm not going to um, spoil everything because it might come up in later seasons, but specifically stuff they've covered in this season. Yeah. I want to talk. About. Um, I also, I, I can't figure out who I hate more, A-Train or Homelander. Like, I, I, I've, I've had this, like, oh, like I, which one's more scummy? Yeah. Which one would I like to hit with a shovel more? A-Train. Like, uh, for me, it's probably A-Train. Yeah. <sighs> I, 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 there's a part of me that just, I mean, there came a moment in season one, which we'll get into in spoilers, that I went from, oh, Homelander, you hypocritical little bastard, to you need to die. Like, someone needs to put you down. Now I'm curious. Like, you, you, you need, you don't get to breathe anymore. You need to be removed. You piece of human fucking garbage i oh wow <laughs> my my like my bat fleck got woken up by homelander <laughs> like like there was a part of me oh, that man. just like <laughs> it was very like there's even a one percent chance that he could be a threat we have to treat it as an absolute certainty like i was oh fuck homelander you know what no i riled myself up just talking about the homelander homelander is the one that i personally want to put yeah. down fuck need to cosplay billy butcher uh <laughs> fuck homelander with that fuck homelander do you guys want to go into spoilers homelander and the horse he rode in on um spencer you ready for spoilers yeah i'm ready all right kiddos spoilers yeah you, do a countdown so people have enough time to pause we're gonna talk sp- are, we're gonna talk spoilers Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> Gonna go in five, four, three, two, one. I can't even make a joke about an insane sex scene because it probably happened. Like <laughs> it was the fucking airplane. Oh, okay. The airplanes well, that, pushed me over. Yeah. I couldn't. I Yeah. That scene is it's the one that everyone Nuts. keeps citing as the best scene in the, and it is. It, it is. Oh, it's, it's, it's it an amazing scene. Five minutes of excruciating tension. I guarantee this is a prediction for season two. I think because it almost happens in season one. I think in fighting her alcoholism, Queen Mauve or Maeve is going to spill the beans on what happened on that plane. Good. And it's yeah. Fuck them. Well, because it almost happens when she goes to visit her ex. Fuck him. Oh yeah, I oh I, I hate Homelander so much. Like he is such he is such have, a wonderful antagonist. I can't think of the last time I saw somebody on screen that I hated this much. That like I got viscerally angry watching them on screen, and the way they behave and the way they just jaunt about the place and his fucking mommy issues. Like I genuinely hate Homelander. Have you guys seen the little like sneak peek trailer for season two? No. No. Um. I don't feel like looking it up because I'm a lazy bastard, but uh, in it, we see a child Homelander being schooled, like learning human customs, and he's running it over like um, different things about American history, like what the flag is, the fact that his favorite sport is baseball, quote unquote. 
you know, like getting his backstory down, learning what he needs to learn to be Homelander. And the woman who's teaching him starts teaching about Thanksgiving. And he's like, which one's the daddy? He points to the daddy. Do I have a daddy? Well, yeah, it's whatever the doctor's name was, the scientist. Yeah. Does that make you my mommy? Well, sure. I guess like she doesn't know how to respond. And, in re- and then he just instinctively hugs her at the waist. Right? Right. And because he doesn't know his own strength, snaps her spine. Uh. And then you hear the doctor say, don't worry, son. We'll take care of her like the rest. Oh, jeez. Fuck, say... I... It just doesn't stop being fucked up. I, like... like I, I want I want to see I want to see awful things happen to Vought. I want to I'm fuck him 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 like I this show get makes me viscerally angry like I can't I, I legitimately yeah. I can't remember the last time I was like I watched something like this like maybe like I I, I the last time I got this angry about an antagonist was Cersei in Game of Thrones. Was it like there were certain moments with Cersei Lannister that I was just like, I hope you get fucked up. Like, I want to see things fall on you so badly. Not literally, because it's kind of what we got. Fuck that ending. But <laughs> I legitimately wanted Jamie to kill her, but that's whatever. Um, uh, okay. Um, starting from the top of the show. Gonna kind of like generally run through it, not as in depth as we typically yeah, do with the movie we, reviews. We'd be we'll here be till forever. Monday morning. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, the show with eight hours of material, absolutely. Yeah, the show generally follows um, uh, Huey, uh, this very awkward, you know, Joe Schmo stick in the mud type kid, um, and the universe of which they live in. Um, this giant mega corporation called Vought basically has cornered the market on superheroes. All of the heroes are employees of this company and are conversely civil servants. And Vought is trying to get a bill passed that would allow these superheroes to join the armed forces. Um, and that's kind of the Vought plot line. His Vought is trying to get this bill passed to let um super superhumans into uh, soups soups as they're referred to in the show into the um in, into the military yes um the plot uh that follows billy and most of and is basically the driving force of the show is Huey this like you like I had said this awkward stick in the mud kid um his girlfriend is killed by this universe's version of the Flash, a uh, speedster by the name of A Train, who, um, in a very distraught manner, uh, very recklessly, runs through Huey's girlfriend. Um, he liquefies this woman, uh, and the show does not waste any time in letting you know just how gruesome it's prepared to get. Um, between that and the way Homelander murders that one thug when he like drops him on the car oh yeah um this show lets you know from the jump that there is no room for weak stomachs moving forward there are scenes in this show that i refuse to ever watch again straight up yeah Um, like what the uh miscarriage scene 
Oh yeah. Um, that oh fuck, I can't. I just thinking about it. Yeah, that was uh that was messed. Uh, yeah, for those of you at home and for Spencer, I I Travis is physically like like squirmed in his I, chair just I saying that. I can't do it. Um so Yeah, also so the big superhero team of the show is called the 7. Yeah. There it's it's the Justice League. Yeah, it it it's it's a, it's a stab at the Justice League. Yeah. Um and our plot line there mostly resolves around uh, the new edition Starlight inter- being introduced to the team and realizing how corporate and constructed everything about being a high-end superhero is. Um, beginning, of course, with her being introduced to the facilities by the Deep, their version of Aquaman, and in the middle of it, him dropping his pants. Yeah, because she... Which like, and expecting that a blowjob. So smart, like the way they handle that to be like, like how how do you show the glitz and glamour not being as glitzy and glamorous as you thought? Do you want to know what that scene is like in the comics? Have you heard what it's like in the comics? I know that it's much worse. It's not the deep. It's Homelander, and A Train, and Black Noir. Oh, All Jesus ones. Christ. Yeah. See, that that was one of my issues going into the boys existing. Was at that point it's gratuitous. And like the comics is the comics goes way overboard and, and for like, what it needs to accomplish. And like and, and and you get into like the conversation of like this scene is disturbing. Like it's a different example. We're like whatever like you have like okay like we have a person getting tortured in a movie okay this is incredibly disturbing at what point do we transition into it being gratuitous and torture porn yeah that's the same thing here i agree. we're like and that's that's one of the instances where i'm like that the show does it it like that scene never fully resolves through the entire series either on starlights or on the deep's end they are both that moment is what drives is part of what drives their characters through the entire series and it happens in episode one yeah and the fact that it stays with them that long is like proves that it needs to be in the show because it matters if it had just happened and they forgot about it you would see an uproar about how they just yeah. had this random sexual assault scene for no reason in this show. Exactly. And I think it is, again, like when you have it be this whole thing where it's, you, you said it was A-Train, Homelander, and Black, Black Noir. Noir. Having it be the three of them on Starlight, like it, it's almost, it, it's, that's almost, it's almost funny. It's almost played for a laugh at that point. That's so gratuitous and over the top. Like, where you have this like almost too real of a scene in it as it is in the show, very Harvey Weinstein, very you know yeah. you, you want to get ahead, you have to you want to stay you have to give me this favor, you have to yeah. do me this favor, and it's just so disgusting and like, you know, I remember seeing her in that one scene where they're like waiting on the phone call. I saw her with that the deep glass, and like I saw them like oh there's nothing they're gonna do something worth deep's a fucking dick aren't they. And, you know, it, it just hurt 
to see that, you know, and it, it, it was such a such a clever way of like very early on showing the, you know, it's not as glitzy and it's not as glamorous as it looks while establishing these dudes are pieces of fucking garbage. Yeah. And, you know, and it's one of those situations where it's, you know, who who do you get angrier at the perpetrator or the people who turn a blind eye to it? Where like, I hear that and the way both Homelander and Sitwell or Stillwell rather, um, b- both address the fact that this isn't the first time. And this isn't uncommon. Yeah, this isn't uncommon. And this isn't the first time for the deep to pull this shit. Like the, the, it was just moments like where my blood starts to boil watching the show. Mm-hmm. Like much to its credit, like there's a part of me that like I legitimately think would have to like, like mentally remind myself if I ever met like Tony Starr at a con, like don't punch him in the like, face. Like this isn't a super fascist. It's okay. He's not you know the fashy piece of shit in IRL. <laughs> like part of my brain's you know, and I could only hope for a Ray Park esque experience with him. Um, it seems pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, but I ugh, fucking hell. But no, that's basically the first episode. Um, and then um, after A-Train accidentally kills uh, Huey's girlfriend, Robin, um, he's offered a settlement to basically stay quiet about it. Huey, in a moment of uncharacteristic defiance, says no. Attaboy. At which point he's approached by Carl Urban's Billy Butcher, who has has it out for these superheroes. Um Convinces convinces Huey to negotiate. I'll take the money only if I get a face to face apology from A Train, which he uses as an opportunity to get into Vought Tower, into the Seven's headquarters, so that he can place a bug on their table. Uh, which their their version of the perved out Martian Manhunter, uh, translucent, translucent Martian Manhunter is going a. I don't know if that's a one-to-one comparison, but it's... Power-wise. Yeah, I guess. Like, the same, like, indestructible skin can turn invisible and, like, face through stuff. I mean, he He can't face through Translucent can't face through, but, like... That is very important that he can't face through things. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, Translucent um, hunts down... He finds the bug because of shenanigans that... Yeah. Like, none of it ever feels contrived. Not at all. Like... Huey's the kind of person who would get finicky with the bug and drop it. And it's already established that Translucent sits in the bathroom invisible to watch Maeve and uh, Starlight. Yeah. So he sees the bug. And so he gets the bug. He just follows Huey. Like, it it just... The show is complex, but it makes sense that it's complex. Yeah. And I, I, I just... Oh, God. The only moment of contrivance for me was whenever... um the boys get outed that Billy is there in the park to like, to shoot starlight with the rubber bullets. Okay. That like the only, that was like the only moment for me that like Billy butcher, like kind of because Batman's his way into that park to find Huey. I, well, he's already, he's established to be incredibly paranoid. Like it it makes sense. Super untrusting about, his relationship with Starlight, yeah. just same thing in the comics. I wouldn't call it a plot hole. It, it just yeah. caught me off guard. Like, of, like yeah. he kind of because because I'm Batman's his way into that park. Um, 
But yeah, Translucent uh, finds the bug, beats the shit out of, he- of Huey. Uh, Butcher shows up to break up the fight, and then Butcher and Huey tag team Translucent and kidnap him. Um, they recruit uh, Butcher's old friend Huey, or Frenchie, Frenchie rather. The Frenchman. Yeah, uh, the Frenchman. Um, they uh, uh, One thing leads to another. Um, they shove a bomb up Translucent's asshole. I've <laughs> been looking forward to saying that sentence. Um, the whole time I've been watching this show, I was like, that's how I'm going to say it, is they shove a bomb up Translucent's asshole, because they do. They do. Uh, and then um, they become afraid that they're about to get caught by Homelander. I mean, they are almost caught by Homelander. They are almost caught by Homelander. And... Um, Huey pulls the trigger. Yeah, Huey blows up Translucent from his asshole, uh, which... I love so this <laughs> I love I love the anal explosion. I love the anal explosion. This moment in the comics, first of all, it's not translucent. So in the comics, um all of the boys are all together pretty much from the beginning. Like Butcher makes a call and everyone's yeah. there. Um and they are all to get a little further ahead into the spoilers, they are all on compound V to keep up because in the comics the boys are a cia black ops task force meant to keep soups quote-unquote in their place from having incidents like uh a train running through a random civilian or maybe a certain plane on a certain day in american history hitting a certain place yoy whoa whoa (laughs) Uh, spoiler. Hold, so spo- fucking hold on. What? <laughs> so spoilers for heavy spoilers for the boys' comics. On September 11th, 2001, the second plane is flying at the Twin Towers, and Vought America says, "No, let the soups handle it." And this is their version of the plane scene, where they fuck up, and but it doesn't go into the tower. It hits. Um, it crashes in the ocean. It, pr- it crashed into a bridge. I don't remember if it's Washington Bridge. In the show? Bridge. No, in, in the comics. Okay. It crashes into a full bridge of people. And that's when the boys start acting as a way to like make sure soups stay in their in their place so that they can operate and do good, quote unquote, but we don't get any more 9-11s. <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. And similar, I mean, we don't know the full backstory yet in the TV show, but it's assumed something similar like that. Oh, yeah, because you have the Mallory character. Yeah. Seems very government agent-y. Um, the, the woman that Butcher interacts with a lot, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, that's the, that's the, a member of the FBI. Yeah, the FBI agent. Is in the comics a CIA, I don't know if they're the CIA, she's the CIA director, or just a higher up of the CIA. Um, another instance of Gratu- uh, gr- gratuitousness for the sake of gratuitousness they just fuck all the time and then she gives him information i love the fact that like you know they bring that up they say they mention it yeah but then that doesn't happen anymore yeah in the yeah i, like I think I said, in the in the show she is the deputy director of the cia yeah, she, yeah i think no i think she's i think she's fbi i don't think so tim 
No, I actually I think Spencer's right. I think it is the CIA. No, uh, whatever. Something Semantics. something sounds right about CIA. Ex operative of ex government agency. It yeah, really yeah. Matter. She's a deputy director of something. Um, a government agency. Um, um it's Rainer. Rainer, thank Rainer, you. Th- yeah. yeah, deputy director of the CIA. Okay, you got me. Um, oh no, Billy! Billy thinks being a member of the FBI. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's right. That's where you're. F- yeah, you're right. Okay, um, that's where FBI came from. Because I was thinking yeah. the same thing. I'm like, why am I thinking FBI in this show? But so uh, to get back to my original point, because I I strayed way far away from that. In the comics, their first confrontation with a superhero team isn't with the Seven, and Huey's just been hit up with Compound V. He's getting still getting used to having super strength and he accidentally kills a soup and then it's oh. it's like that thing of you've already killed the soup you might as well keep going right whereas in this show huey he makes, makes a an, conscious decision he makes an active choice to pull the trigger on a bomb like no powers it couldn't have been an accident this is him asserting himself as a player in this game yeah and it's so and like it's such a good scene and it's such a good moment. Yeah. It's very cathartic. I want to like blow up seeing... somebody from the, <laughs> well, like, it... <laughs> well, you also have that, like, you know, like it keeps cutting to him looking at that poster of like the little baby, like keep your hands clean, keep your hands clean. He's like, no, fuck these guys. Beep. <laughs> and blows his, blows his asshole out. Yeah. Um, at that point we get the introduction of mother's milk. Once they get on the run, uh, I also love the whole, um, you know, oh, Homelander can't see through lead thing. Um, is it lead or zinc? Yeah, he yeah. says zinc. It's not lead like Superman. It's zinc um, that he can't see through. Uh, but they have that whole contrivance of like you know very specific limits on his powers. Um, but uh, they ha- they they put the very squishy remains of translucent in the ocean, and you know have that little sign in the inside of this says we're coming for you. Um, they recruit mother's milk. Uh, <laughs> good old MM MM baby. Pardon me. Hiccups. Oh God. I have such indigestion. I hate it. Um, yeah. It I'm trying to think what all happens within the confines of like the second and third episode. They make some headway on the whole, uh, um, Superheroes in the military stuff. Yeah, yeah. Compound V starts to come to the surface. Um, Yeah, Spencer, I've been doing a lot of talking. You can Um, pick up here. uh, I'm just trying to think of all the stuff. Uh, Well, the seven get kind of suspicious because Translucent's been missing for like a couple weeks now. Um, In the meantime, Huey accidentally meets Starlight who's incognito as um, her secret identity. As Annie Jenny. They kind of meet on a park bench and have a heart-to-heart by accident. Um, And then A-Train, it's discovered that A-Train was on this Compound V stuff. They don't really know what it is yet, but it's got something to do with Robin's death. That's uh, Huey's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, dead girlfriend, Robin. They kind of find out that uh, the shuffle through that was great. His girlfriend, girlfriend uh, his ex-girlfriend. Okay, dead, dead girlfriend. girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not making fun. So of they kind of like figure it out that um, 
it, the, the compound V has something to do with uh, Robin's death. And so they hatched this plan to bug the house of A-Train's secret girlfriend, Longclaw, who is uh, like a superhero Popclaw, actress. Yeah. Is, is it Longclaw has... or Popclaw? I think Popclaw. Popclaw. What did I say? Longclaw. Oh, that's the name of freaking Jon Snow's broadsword. <laughs> My bad, everybody. <laughs> Back to poor Kit Harrington, not getting Cut to the show from... where it's actually a broadsword playing the character. <laughs> okay right so they bug popclaw's place this Um, is broadsword getting its asshole eaten (laughs) and in the meantime they plan to uh infiltrate a race for the fastest man alive between a train and shockwave is it shockwave yeah, Shockwave is another like super speed um, character in the show, and they're gearing up for this big race to prove that you know um, A Train is still the fastest man alive. And he gets jittery; he doesn't, he like isn't feeling confident enough. And so it's revealed through the plot what the Compound V kind of does. It's like steroids for for soups, but it also has this, um, you know. It, Drugs. It, it yeah. It does drugs to <laughs> drugs. you. <laughs> it, it does drugs to you. <laughs> it, it like it makes it gets you high, sort of. Yeah. It like it gives you. It's it like heightens super, your powers. Yeah. It's like speed, basically. Yeah. It, it's like super you know? heroin. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Super it like heroin. melts your brain yeah. slowly, but also gives you like tons of energy, heightened everything. So. A you train. also find out the A train's running the compound V as well. Right, yeah, right. So not train. only is he on it, but the reason why he was going so fast and killed Robin by accident was because he was on a drug run from Popclaw's place to the Chinese restaurant or whatever. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Um, and then, yeah, all hell breaks loose and they bust out this uh the female yeah the, the female yeah. Yeah. that's her name in the comics is yeah, the yeah. kimiko the female of the species is, yep. is, <laughs> is in the, name uh, the episode parentheses there um that's also her uh, female of the species is her full title in oh, the comics that's i like the, that yeah um that's cool because that's the episode title yeah. i like it uh she's very x23-esque um she yeah. has like like she doesn't have the doesn't have like bone claws like wolverine or x23 but like it's um, just a wild animal of a woman. Yeah, she's just feral. She has a healing factor. And like um I think she has like some amount of heightened strength. Yeah, that's from, from the way that she's like throwing dudes yeah. and like disemboweling people by scratching. Yeah, she stomach. has super strength, not super speed in the way that A Train does, but faster than most heightened, people. Heightened agility yeah. and a healing factor. Yeah. Um but yeah, they break her out um, and start trying to like figure out what's going on with her. Um, okay, we can talk in full about the airplane scene because I think that's the episode where it happens in episode three. I watched. No, the show it was later ago. than that, wasn't it? Like episode five or something. Yeah, I, I'm not lot, sure. A lot of this. This is the perfect thing about this kind of storytelling. This is how you know they did it right. I have no idea what happens in what episode other than certain things in the pilot and certain things at the end. Everything else yeah. feels it's like so I, seamless. I watched an eight hour movie. Yeah. Like yeah. that 
this is Netflix hit something great when they marketed this form of storytelling for television. And it's obviously this is an Amazon Prime show, but like yeah. the fact that this is now the popular version to tell a story for TV makes me happy because it just it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like um but yeah, while uh they are forming as a team and what's the word? Reigning in um civilizing the female, I guess. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to yeah, uh, call Yeah, Frenchie Frenchie tries to connect with her and deduces that she is one of the many people that have been trafficked into the country as part of this like underground well, uh, Chinese. Okay. So backing up a little bit, they find compound V first and realize that it's being given to babies. Yes. To that make no them one is yeah. actually born super. Um, right. They have the whole thing where it's like superheroes are chosen by God and all this stuff. And that it's like, Cause a, it's great marketing. Yeah. It's fantastic marketing, especially when you have, um homelander doing what he does um you, you fucking cocksuckers oh and fucking ezekiel we'll get to ezekiel's oh, oh fuck yeah. them all fuck them all um i want to fuck him to death <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i had in mind but we'll go with that's it. a south park quote i know it was um fuck them all to death uh i they do the whole everyone's you know chosen by god but they show that like at is it at random or are they buy or are the parents buying it um i can't tell they don't make it a t super clear i wouldn't so or maybe a little bit starlight of in particular her parent her mom pays in or at least her parents at the time and then her father leaves yeah uh pays in to have her souped up i'm assuming that in some capacity some children are abducted into this or orphans are just like, well, we've got them now, you yeah. know? Um, or maybe like the occasional, like, okay, like we had a handful of parents pay out the ass for this and we're just going to like hook a random baby up too, just to make it look good. Yeah. Um, but then they, they figure that out and what's going on with compound V then using, I don't remember his hero name. I don't it's not the mentalist but it's it's meant to make oh um, um the uh, mesmer mesmer yeah whose power he touches I almost said the Haley Joel Osment <laughs> he touches you and he can see into your memories um yeah the antenna chick and yeah um holds the female's hand and sees that she was part of a terrorist faction and this is how the boys deduce that compound V's being distributed to terrorist organizations so that we now have supervillains to force <laughs> the government's hand in putting superheroes into the military. That's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show is like when fucking um Butcher just sits up and like they kinda uh, harken back like a John Mullaney reference. Um how like he make how he makes the joke about Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Yeah. Where like Ice Cube will like address the audience's thoughts very often like you're telling me that this guy's in the little girls with pigtails and the whole like over explaining <laughs> the concept of uh addiction um i love that billy butcher does just that in this show multiple times where like there's the moment he goes they're making fucking super villains 
and like he doesn't looks, stare down the barrel of the camera, but, but he, he might as to. well. <laughs> they cut to a different shot to make sure he's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like the amount Carl, of times. Carl, Carl, you can't look down the camera. Carl, we t- fuck. Yeah, a cut. Okay. <laughs> like the amount of times that like that, like Billy Butcher just announces the plot mm-hmm. and not in like a ham-fisted way like it it feels organic it's, when he just like yeah. stops and goes they're making fucking super villains that's fucking diabolical yeah which like oh i want to fucking <laughs> die i i have a rule about avoiding wearing shirts that have curse words on it i want a shirt that says fucking diabolical, diabolical. Like I can't, I can't pretend that I don't. Like I'll wear a button up over it. I just need something that says "fucking diabolical" on it. Um, <laughs> I want a shirt with the Spice Girls scene on it. That's my favorite. I want the boys Did lined it, up in like a Spice Girls I type was, pose. I was waiting. Yes, I was waiting wholeheartedly. Tim, Spencer. Tim, I hope you're listening because we need. You. <laughs> um, Spencer, when you so Spencer texted Jared and I and said. I love the Spice Girls scene. I was wholeheartedly waiting for another text a couple hours later of, oh my God, this, he, that's why he knows so much about the yes, Spice Girls. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted yes, to get a that, crying that text That came to you. me almost as if in a dream because, like, I was just sitting at breakfast not thinking about anything in particular. And then I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's why. Because, like, Mother's Milk asked, or, like, Frenchie, somebody's like, why do you know so much about Spice Girls? I think it's He's like, that doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But then like later on, he addresses it. Yeah. It's, oh my God. It's it it hit me the second he said it. And I, I, I got like, and I got upset. Like I almost cried. I'm like, oh my God. Like it's Rebecca. Like he hasn't moved on from. And he never will. And he never will. Somebody, somebody on my hall who was watching it with me, one of my college buddies even mentioned that the Spice Girls might have been the concert that he was referring to, too. Probably. Yeah. Most likely. Um, so we have that revelation with the Compound V. Um, <laughs> One then of them, we, him using the fucking baby as a gun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was just... I've. That is I am, how wacky and fucked up the show I is was distilled into one scene. I was wholeheartedly surprised he didn't break the baby's neck. I was so afraid he was going to. I well but, in the comics. <laughs> that's a so that's for a little later. I'm glad he doesn't. I I mean, up to that point, we don't know like where Billy he, Butcher's like. If there's one thing about what his line is. You know, like we don't know where the line for him is. Well, the my thing with Butcher in this show is that he does the he does the one thing that like he has to be this way for the plot in that all soups are bad. And especially later on, he starts all the time like they're all bad. They're all soups. And yeah. this like almost comical hatred of yeah. Man, like he, he won't accept in a not normal way that you know starlight, starlight isn't is, necessarily a piece of fucking garbage yeah um which is again why i'm surprised he didn't break the baby's neck yeah yeah I, save it a lifetime of misery you know what i'm saying yeah, I, I think there was a part of him that was like if our plan against vought is successful you won't be brought up to be a piece of shit maybe because he threatens the baby Oh yeah, because he he goes out. He's like, "Now be good, or I'll come in and stomp you." Like, <laughs> um, 
And then in the background of all of that, we have uh, Homelander and Queen Maeve or Maeve. Is it Maeve or Maeve? I think it's Maeve. Okay, Maeve. Maeve um, getting sent in by Vought to rescue a hijacked plane. (sighs) And in the process, they kill the terrorists. Which is another thing. No one who's like present ever gives a shit that they've killed like the random guy robbing a bank or a terrorist. Like they don't have to face justice. They just got murdered and that's fine. Yeah, that was the other thing that like I don't know. I it's offsetting a little bit. Yeah, and I th- I think it's a testament to like how blinded by the celebrity oh, everybody yeah, is. One that like no one bats an eyelash at the fact that like Homelander does not take a single prisoner in this whole show. Nope. No, he he never arrests or captures anybody, even when he easily could, except for maybe one exception. But that's for torture's sake. So, you know, whatever. Exactly. He he never like legitimately go like the thugs in the beginning. I'm pretty sure he kills both of them. Um, Again, it's been a minute. I know. I mean, he definitely kills one of them. Yeah, he drops. A, he takes fight with the one guy and drops him on top of a car, you know, and like and I want to say Maeve kills the other one. Maeve either kills or like puts the other one, turns the other one into a vegetable. Like I don't, you know, it's one one of the things I love about Superman is like you you have the joke like you don't have to be a fucking idiot to commit a crime in Metropolis, and Superman knows he does not have he does not have to use even a percentage of his power, like. He can incapacitate you literally by blowing on you. And then lock you up. It's not like Batman who like legitimately needs to beat you to a pulp. Because he doesn't have the like the superpowers to just magically take you out of the fight. Superman does. Homelander does. He doesn't fucking care. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't have the humanity to care. No, he he, he enjoys like indiscriminately bisecting people with his heat vision. Indeed. Which <laughs> which I'm surprised he didn't do on that plane. Well, I mean, he technically does. Yeah, no, he, well, he cuts the That's guy my in beef half. with it, though. Because, like, well, he kills the pilot. Homelander yeah. and Maeve are both, like, impervious to bullets, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Right? I think. Yeah, Maeve is. I think. So wh- when they're in the cockpit is, I don't know if and the terrorist are... shoots the pilot. Neither one of them can be injured by by him. So why does he use his heat vision to like melt the guy through the body, which also happens to completely disable the plane? Is he an idiot or is he just that freaking bloodthirsty? Both. It's it's because it's exactly not exactly, but that's what happens with the 9-11. This is supposed to be their 9-11 equivalent. Yeah. Of. Which is weird because it happens in the like contents of the show not in the past yeah uh but this it's meant to show that these superheroes are not trust like able to be trusted with the sake of all humanity right like this isn't superman yeah and uh i don't know where i was going with that but well no but exactly like like, yeah i I think doesn't take the time to recognize like i need to make sure that this pilot stays alive and that the controls all stay intact also interestingly i thought he would have been strong enough to fly the plane not like to superman the plane i think he just he was just like he just didn't care yeah like he didn't want to put the effort in to save everybody 
so he could just jump ship. And I was just genuine, genuinely pissed about it. As you should be. Yeah, because you're a good you know, Superman special. Jared, Jared, we were talking earlier this week, and you said how, like, you could barely breathe. You were just, like, so taken aback and so yeah. upset I legitimately lost emotionally. my appetite. I, lo- I was eating when I was watching the show that night, and, like, we got to the part and I got choked up watching it. Like I, you said, like I, it literally took my breath away for a moment where I was, I was eating and I, you know, it was just so beautiful. All those screams of agony, everyone being so afraid. I, I, almost I <laughs> shut up. No, but like, it's the moment he, like the little girl, like Homelander, are you going to save yeah. us? Of course I'm going to save us. Like I had to, I had to put my foot, my food down and like started crying. Or I was like, oh, you piece of shit. No, you no, you fixed it. Like it was like the the yeah. fucking scene with like Donald Glover and yeah. Homecoming. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Come fix this. <laughs> fix this. You were bad. You deserve it. E- oh. <laughs> You're a criminal. You deserve it. Um. Goodbye, Mister Criminal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, no, I'm depressed because Spider Man isn't in the MCU anymore. But like, I, 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 I got you visibly, like, viscerally upset. Like, you're a fucking superhero. I don't fucking care. Fix this. You know? And, like, maybe it's because I've read too many Superman comics that, like, there's a part of me that's like, I don't care if it doesn't obey the laws of physics. Pick up the plane. I don't care. I did like that, how he was like, if I try to lift this plane, I'm going to blow straight through it like a bullet. Which I... That doesn't... I don't know how well that holds up. Yeah, I agree. But maybe to him it did, and that's all that mattered, you know? Yeah. He needed to convince himself that he couldn't do it. Well, like, there, But there were other ways. He could have, like, gone outside of the plane and, like, found a way to put enough pressure on it to, like, sully it. Yeah, I... Yeah. Sully, like, land, like landed yeah. in the water. Like... Yeah. Like, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, you could fly outside of it grab a hold of it and put enough pressure to like 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 make yourself land from flying carrying this into the water and that was my thought process of like no there's a way to do this like you like you can legit just pull a sully right now with this plane and like you know kill its you know and again like you know like, I don't fucking care about the physics of it. Like, it, it's fictional. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, save these people. You, you could have. Like, there were ways to do it. it ugh, I just, I'm sorry, Spencer. Keep, keep talking. I get, I, I'm, this scene upsets me so much. I can't actually talk. <laughs> I know. I know. But watching this, I was just astonished that you and I had completely different reactions. And they were, like, frankly, the opposite of what I would expect between the two of us. Where like you lost your appetite and were like emotionally troubled by it, and I just got genuinely pissed off. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. you tend to have like the much more like militant objection. Like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna fight you, and I tend to just like you know weep for humanity. But <laughs> it was the but, kid. It was the kid. I think if it weren't for that kid, I would have had like the like I would have. Yeah, I like that. You're my militant objection <laughs> that it was the kid that just, it broke my heart. Like I was angry, but like it was like the sadness of that scene. And like I was sad for the people. But like that anger kicked in 
when Homelander just watches it, when he's like holding on to Maeve, that's when the anger kicked in. Yeah. Of like, help them. Fucking help them. Oh, fuck. Oh. Oh, I'm getting heated talking about it. I fucking hate Homelander with every cell in my body. Fuck this guy. I know you do, buddy. Oh. I know. It's like Injustice Superman. It's like yep. you you're so you could be so much just, better than this. Just not as smart. Just not as smart. Yeah. <laughs> He's not as smart as Injustice. Which is, is good because if he was smart. Yeah, if Homelander was smart, we'd be in a lot of fucking trouble. I mean, to be fair, he he is also behind the compound V getting given to uh terrorists. That isn't Vought. Oh, is that in the comics that he's? No, that's in the show. He tells Stillwell, hey. How do you think these super terrorists happened to make this happen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, yeah, no, the airplane scene happens. find out Homelander's a one pump jump. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I forgot about that. Um, but we all, we, uh, after the plane crashes, um, Maeve and Homelander show up at the scene of the crash to basically do the whole, oh, if the government told us ahead of time, we could have yeah. been here, which is a lie because NORAD tips them off. Um, yeah. But Homelander, like, he, he puts on a great show. Yeah. And pretends to be emotionally distraught after what, after, you know, getting there just in time to see the plane crash. Um. And it pushes the needle forward on the whole uh, superheroes in the military thing. Um, Gives a fabulous Hitler speech. Gets everyone fired up to uh, let them in. He's oh god, that is so good at rallying a crowd. The scene at um the the yeah I forget like the, the Christian Fundamentalist Fundamentalist Camp. Thing. I don't remember the name of it. I ah. Uh, it, it, it had some the, corny I, name. I can't remember. Yeah. That. Like they 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 na- they the, gave it a deliberately corny name. But like the Christian that, youth camp yeah. thing. Oh oh, do you, that speech oh. that he gives is terrifying. Oh. Like and like oh. as he's talking, like putting his arms out. In oh like yeah, the Christ pose, and he he's knows like slowly floating up as he does it. It is. I know. I just said he was stupid because he's he's an immature child. Yeah, but he has the temperament of a child, but he has the brain of a politician. He he knows he's a fucking sociopath. Yeah, he knows exactly what he needs to say to get the right response from people, except for, of course, for Stillwell. He just can't help but get emotional with Stillwell. But like anything involving the press and I love the little like he'll he'll do his, you know, his Disney princess wave to the crowd. Yeah. How is everyone? You are the real hero. You fucking cocksuckers. Oh, right? yeah. Like, sociopath. It, I love it. I love every minute of it. I, oh, the part that like destroys me. And like, this is where I'm like, I think Queen Maeve, I think her like ability to take a beating is like on, because she, I don't know if we said this yet. She's very, she's their Wonder Woman. Yes. Um, I think her like bulletproofness is on par with Wonder Woman's. Where, like, she can tank a couple, but, like, 
if you're letting out like machine gun fire on her in a heavy stream, you're going to hurt her. And I think yeah. that's why she wears armor is because like. I, 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 the same thing yeah. as Wonder Woman, where like Wonder Woman is not 100 percent bulletproof. Like she can take a beating, but there comes a point where like you're going to start to break the skin and you could feasibly kill her. Because I think that's why Homelander only shoots at her armor to scuff the armor. Yeah. Because I think that, like, at point-blank range, he's aware of the fact that he could actually kill Maeve, or at the very least injure her. Yeah. In that scene where they have, like, the active shooter situation, that, like... And and that's the other thing with Homelander, is that he goes out of his way to do some of the most brutal kills that he can. Like, if we went in there with the objective of, we're just going to kill this guy... That door could have opened. He could have lobotomized him from hit with heat vision from across the room. He took the time to start choking this man and then punch him through, like, in, do the Injustice Joker kill. Yep. With this guy. And it's this, just so unsettling, you know. This is the moment leading into the, the plane. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, I think this happened after it. No, it's it's before. It's before? Because it's the buildup. So we have the, the race where they, because they have the, their own little arc. There's the race where that we find out they were a couple. Oh yeah, and he gets like really handsy with Maeve. Yeah, yeah, and yeah then you're right. You're they, absolutely right. They handle yeah. this crime together, and again, kind of handsy, and she's like, "Whatever, I just, I just got to deal with it." And then the plane scene breaks her, and she goes back to the devil's drink. Yeah, and she's like, "Don't fucking touch me." Yeah, yeah, because she was a former alcoholic, and she's back on the juice. Yeah. Yep. Um, but there's that, um, and while all of this is going on, like we said before, they're trying to um, get information from. Uh, we find out the female's name, Kimiko. Um, we find out she was part of a terrorist faction. Terrorists, this is how yeah. The, the boys find out about the um, use of Compound V. The, yeah, and then on top of that, you have Huey and Starlight forming their relationship. Which the Butcher's trying to. Billy just wants. Huey into to, to just mine yeah just have an in with Annie the for the in, intel it's so the interesting thing here is that at like right away Huey realizes that she's Starlight and that's just a, no, a known quantity of their yeah. relationship in the comics it isn't known for a long time it takes a while for because like Spencer said they meet as Huey and Annie yeah, not as Huey and Starlight, but they don't have the moment of wait. That's you. You're in the seven. Yeah, right away. Um, and so because of that, Butcher's way more on board with the idea of, well, yeah, just use her for information. And then Huey falls in love with her, and then he gets suspicious. Versus, because he realizes first. Yeah, and then he tells Huey in the comics. And then Huey actually gets upset about it. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but of course, then knowing now that there are no real soups. Yeah. The Huey's, he has a, Huey's yeah. faced with the challenge of does he tell Annie. About yeah, she was her bred powers. in a lab. Um, but yeah, they have their moment where they figure out who the, that, that he figures out that she's actually starlight at the race. Um, no, it's uh, they're just bowling. No, they're bowling. Oh, no, no, you're right. It's yeah. at the race. It's and at the he race. he tells her about Robin while they're bowling. Yeah. 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 Like I said, it, 
it's so seamless that like you can't tell it what episode stuff happens because yeah. it legitimately feels like an eight hour movie. Um, they have, like I said, have that moment. Um, Homelander sees Billy at the race, um, which did we address the fact that a train wins the race because he uses compound V that he, cheats? I think we implied it. Yeah. A train wins the race. Um, and while that is happening, uh, yeah, and he's also fallen back off the wagon because Popclaw mentions, like, don't get back on that shit. Don't get back on that shit. It's a slippery slope. Don't get back on that shit. Well, she's um, also on that shit. Yeah. Well, we see. <laughs> well, she. I, it's implied that she was and that, hasn't for a while. And then um, A-Train and Popclaw have had to keep their relationship a secret. Um, and they're, like, on the verge of it being able to be brought to light. Um, and then at which point Popclaw, um, after a train makes a comment implying that he is single, um, and after just having a really bad night with a train, um, and after sucking his toes, which was so fucking funny, (laughs) I just, that was just funny that they're like, of course he wants his toes sucked. Um, I I just, I got a good laugh out of that. I I don't know why that was as funny to me as it was. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yes, this is an anti-toe-sucking podcast. Um, we, uh, but she shoots up because she's sad. Yeah. And then the landlord comes in and dies a hero's death. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like, I had to like physically arc my body up because Joel told me to avoid laughing directly into the microphone as often as I can. And like Travis said that and I had to heave backwards to laugh up at the ceiling. <laughs> as soon as soon as he's on the floor and she's on his face i knew exactly what was about to happen i i knew when he came in because like they they, pop claws were laid on her rent and they take they go out of their way to show that the the landlord is attracted to pop claw as everyone in the room is played by a beautiful actress she's gorgeous um and she shoots up and you basically have the trope of, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late on my rent. Can I do you a favor to pay it? And like, you know, she's under the influence. So, you know, that you have that. Um, they go to recreate a scene. With, oh, fuck. I know we're talking about this out of order. Spencer, I fucking died when Billy Zane showed up at that con that Mesmer was at. Yes, I noticed that. Um, I don't think you ever said it on the air, but Spencer made a joke during Steel City Con about how often Billy Zane is at conventions. And like, and then, and like, and then when, when like, they go they to just, meet Mesmer at a convention, <laughs> guess who's the first celebrity you see <laughs> at the convention? Billy freaking Zane. I was writer credit Spencer Simpson dying. Like if like, and I didn't realize it until recently. Billy Zane is the thug in the scene in the Popclaw movie that they're showing. Oh, is he now? Well, he's the he's the thug who's like pinned against the fence. You mean the porn uh. star? Yeah. <laughs> they're, she's like, stop right there. Like he he was in that. And I didn't realize it was Billy Zane because I was laughing at how corny. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, but it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Billy Zane. I thought of you immediately. And I was like, oh, I hope he watches this. And I didn't want to spoil it for you. I didn't want to spoil it for you. Um, but anyway, uh, Popclaw goes to recreate that scene where like the guy's waiting is like standing in his underwear and she like opens the door in this skimpy outfit. 
It's like, stop right there. Um, and says something to the effect of like, you know, you're a criminal who likes to eat ass. <laughs> I think um, that's the exact line. <laughs> yeah, that is the exact line. Say, um, say you're a criminal who likes to eat ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she sits on his face and because she is high on the compound V does not realize that she is putting an immense amount of pressure on this guy's head. Um, and the boys are watching this transpire. Um, they her house. Notably, Huey has had his second interaction with A-Train leaving the apartment who doesn't recognize Huey. Because A-Train's that much of a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> um, she explodes this man's head, at which point the boys come in and they're like, hey, tell us what we need to know and no one will find out about this. Yes. And that's how they find out about where all the compound V stuff compound is. V is going. Um. A-Train finds out that they've been compromised with the Compound V stuff because he sees, like, the bloody scene in the drug den. Um, right? A-Train finds out about it from Homelander. Homelander pieces it all together. Yeah, Homelander pieces it together, and then, like, but A-Train also sees, like, how fucked up the drug den was. This is so much easier after watching a movie. <laughs> where, yep. like, it, it, this is, this is an eight-hour movie trying to remember where shit happens at. Um, and we're like what halfway through? Yeah, it's just um, it's just crazy. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a minute. Um, yeah. So basically, a train like puts her into hiding to figure everything out, and then kills Popclaw on Vought's so, request. Yeah, a Vought's request. Um, because Popclaw is a former addict, um, he basically loads her up with like a fuck ton of heroin. And walks away from it, and it 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 it's it's inc- it's incredibly sad. Um, not because I feel bad for A Train, but because I feel bad for Popclaw. Um, yeah, you know, A A Train was forced into a horrible situation, but he also did enough horrible things that were past the point of like, oh, poor baby. Um, speaking of that situation, I'm curious what you guys thought of the Deeps arc. <laughs> I, don't I was gonna bring that you. up at some point i don't i have no sympathy for the deep i don't expect you to i don't like i i don't know i i had a hard time with it because like he he's putting some like legitimately really funny situations but there's also <laughs> a part of me that's like he agreed to fuck a dolphin he agreed to fuck a dolphin <laughs> It's Which like true. I don't know, I'm like I'm laughing at that scene. I'm laughing when he accidentally gets said dolphin killed and the lobster and the lobster. Oh my god, that one, like, that's my guy. That's my <laughs> that's guy. That's my guy. Cuts in bisects his head. Um, like I don't know. There was a part of me that just like really badly, and maybe in season two, like the deep will have a moment where he just kind of looks starlight in the eyes and goes, "I fucked up. Let me help." At which point. If he's given a chance to redeem this very specific fucked up thing he did, I will be able to like unironically enjoy the deep. But I legitimately enjoyed the amount of times he got shit on. Yeah, my I because because I know I know he's I know he's a serial predator. So like I'm having that moment of like I can't enjoy the funny shit because I know how much of a piece of garbage you are. Right, and I would I would even arguably say in defense though that. The Deep has the makings of he he has like the most potential for a redemptive story arc in the whole show, I think. 
Yeah. Because like he starts out as a total douche who's like already trying to get Starlight to suck his wong like first day they meet just because she said she had a childhood crush on him. Um, excuse me, put that away, please. But it's then like also, no one wants you know, to see in, your trident. It's also just a, a testament to the fact that he is the lowest on the totem pole with the seven. Yeah. And any yeah, excuse and he's to, trying to make himself seem like he's better. Any excuse to exert what little power he has, he's going to take, which right. like immediately gets thrown in his face. Right, he, but I do have I I will say this. I do have some sympathy for the deep because like they're really it might just be the way they're making me think from the TV show, but like they played a lot upon like, you know, the, the deep has powers that people don't really understand. And he gets treated a certain way because of the misconceptions about him. And, and he, his, his heart is really in helping out the wildlife, not freeing humanity from whatever, you know, submarine warfare thing is happening next. And, and like the, the, the scene that like made me, a little like it, it tipped the scale for me from like being like, okay, the deep is a, is a douchebag to like, okay, I kind of feel for the deep a little bit now was like the scene with that one girl oh, where she scene. kept messing with his gills. Yeah. The, the I was like, where he okay. gets sexually assaulted because yeah. 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 And I, 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 I you know, it, it, it's hard to watch because it was, know. yeah, it's disgusting. In every like physically, the concept of what's happening, visually, like yeah, and it's 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 a rough scene. Um, I also, you know, I also my thing with the deep is that I have a hard time telling what all is legitimate for him. You know, because you have that moment where like he's like pitching all of this. Well, fuck Sea World moment and it's like it's coming off the heels of starlight saying publicly i you know i was sexually assaulted Get your the dick moment. Out of my face yeah it, it, starlight exposes that there was an instance of sexual assault all of this comes off the heels of that so like there's a part of me that's like i don't even think the deep fucking cares about that like like i think the deep given the opportunity to do what he wants to do would probably eventually arrive at some type of conservationist whatever. But, you know, he does it at that moment. It feels like he's trying to, like, save face before he gets outed as, like, super-powered Harvey Weinstein. And, like, and then you have the scene, like, like you said, Spencer, where he does get assaulted by this chick who, like, is violating his gills you know and it's such a hard scene yeah it's it's so (laughs) fucked up but like i you know i want to see the deep like face up to this shit and then move from which i think is where they're going like yeah i I think there's going to be a moment in season two that that moment in the finale i think it's in the finale where it's like him like crying into a mirror shaving his head yeah yeah you fucking idiot oh you're fucking stupid Oh, you fucking know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, redemption arc. Yeah. Here, like, let's see. I it. legitimately want to see the deep make good on I, what he's done. Oh, uh, it's fucking he, dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's very complicated. The deep. Um, Can we talk about the other complicated uh, relationship in the room? Oh, the boy. history of Billy the Butcher and the Homelander. 
I was just about to say we could talk about uh, Butcher and Homelander's. Um, okay, I'm just this off, is, yeah, so to speak. yeah, the their rivalry. Just from the way this is working, I'm this is meta Jared talking shop live on air. I think TV reviews are just going to revolve around us talking about dynamics and character arcs. Uh, that's because I think trying to run through the show is incredibly difficult. It's yeah. hard. Unless yeah, we start, we're, we're unless gonna, somebody starts already, this taking is like notes. what a two plus hour episode right now. Yeah. yeah, we're at an hour fifty-five. Okay, yeah. Unless somebody's unless we start taking notes when we watch the shows, we can't review this the way we remove review a movie. True. <laughs> um, I just don't think it's sustainable, and I think it'd also be messy. But anyway, yes. So. um since Billy's my favorite, I'm going to take this because I fucking love Billy Butcher. And I I love the concept of Homelander. Just for the record, it's just like I love him because of how angry I'm, how much I hate him. Like, I love I legitimately love to hate Homelander. And that's probably what they want. From yeah. You. Like, well, as I said at the top, like, I love Homelander. Like, I don't love the character. Like, he's not like I don't love him. I don't love Homelander the way I love Thanos. Where it's like, oh, you're such a good fucking villain. You're so fucking good at this. Where it's like, I'm not rooting for Thanos. I hate what Thanos is doing. But he's a fascinating character who is at odds with the heroes. Whereas with Homelander, it's like, I legitimately just love hating you. Um, If that makes any sense, what I said there. I think so. But uh, no. So Billy Butcher says to Huey at one point. That the reason he is involved in all this is because um, Homelander raped his wife, Becca. And after Homelander raped her, she was last seen on a security camera on a park bench and then was gone. Presumed dead, either she was murdered or killed herself. And Billy puts all of this squarely at Homelander's feet. What we later find out is security footage that shows Rebecca Butcher going into Homelander's apartment and leaving seemingly pretty not disturbed by anything and like putting her shoes on. In that comical, you know, hair, you know, post-sex hair. Yeah. Shirt, you know, half untucked and half buttoned. Yeah. Yeah putting her shoes on she had, like she, she just she's had dressing, a good time yeah she just got rocked yeah and, she and clearly she had it. very consensual sex with a superhero um so we have that that makes us start questioning things um i did did we see becca tell billy she was raped or is like billy assuming that she was he is told by the um, lawyer, right? The I can't remember. It's a she in the, the show and a he in the comics. Um, the person who's sitting out from the boys, the like the Mallory, lady. Mallory, Mallory, yeah. Mallory's a guy in the comics. I didn't know. It, okay. It's a last name. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes it's sense. Agent Mallory. Um, Mallory had a uh, who has had a similar, it's had an even worse experience arguably with superheroes because of Billy later. Yeah. Um, lamp lighter. Yeah. Um, is that why lamp light lighters retired? Like, did they like, 
he did they force him into retirement after that or is it like yes that happened no one batted an eyelash and lamplighter's like hey guys i'm gonna i'm gonna peace no, they, out now they, i i think in the show it's it's presumed that he's forced into retirement um in the i don't not 100 percent in the comics i i know the general plot of the comics but it seems like it far. happens pretty close to its own yeah or no because Lamplighter is just now retiring. That's fair. Yeah, I'm not sure. And that's presumably that like eight years ago when all hell broke loose. Yeah. Okay, so it was probably just Lamplighter retiring. Because, I, I mean, the shit Homelander gets away with. Right. Um. So Mallory comes forward and is like, hey, yeah. I, here's what happened. Help me bring this guy in. Uh, so we later find... So uh, in a similar way after their confrontation quote-unquote at the race where yeah. they eye each other down we, we see that homelander also recognizes billy they have met in person beyond exploits as the boys and the seven because becca met homelander working for vaught as one of their social media people yeah um and they met at a company party and homelander seeing butcher again remembers butcher and becca and goes to Stillwell and says, hey, you remember the Butchers? What happened to Becca? Because I've seen Billy around. And I need to know if I got to deal with this guy. And we find out that uh, even though we it was assumed not possible, Homelander got Becca pregnant. Um... They bring her in to keep hush-hush about it and to deliver the baby safely, which does not happen, but presumably. Yeah. Um, the baby suff- drowns in blood and she dies of blood loss. And Because they said- As it like, tries to tear its way uh, out of her. That. <laughs> Thank you for saying it because I didn't want to. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. It, yeah. <laughs> no getting around it. And- um. <laughs> At the end of the series, the last scene, we find out that that's a load of bullshit. Becca is still alive and has been raising the kid for eight years. Yeah. Also, I love the fact that they had the kid in the Homelander color palette. Um, that was so fucking clever. It's a little shit like that. Like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. I, this, so in the comics, I just want to touch on what the comics version of this storyline is. Um, Unequivocally, Becca was raped. Okay. That It was... There's no question. Um, And Billy finds out about the baby because one night he comes downstairs or, you know, goes into the living room and finds Becca disemboweled with a super baby floating above her. Jesus. That he has to murder. And he does. He beats the, he beats it to death. Um, And then Mallory, and then he, he has no idea how this happened. And then Mallory, shows up at his door and sa- he says, here's Becca's diary. We know Homeland- Homelander raped her. Let's get him. And that's how the boys are formed. Um, so I am beyond interested to see... Yeah, so season two is going to be a huge deviation from the comics then. Which makes me yeah. wonder, because there's another aspect of that story... That could be super spoilery. And I don't know if you guys want that. We'll save it. We'll save it. Because there's probably a decent amount of people who are like coming to this for a review of season one. 
Yeah. Um, off the record, I, w- I mean, I'll wait. And then you can do the same thing you're doing now where you can kind of be like the comics counterbalances. I haven't read the comics. Yeah. I, I know the, I know the general story of people who hate fucking superheroes yeah. teaming up to kill fucking superheroes. Yeah. Um, I, I it, so that, yeah, but this is going to be very interesting to see where they go with it because this is totally uncharted territory. Yeah. Um, I also, was, Stillwell's dead. Yeah, we'll, we we can talk about that scene in a minute. Um, I was talking with a friend of the show, uh, one Sean Conway, um, about the boys, and he. It was when I went to see Greece. It was the night that I finished the show. And I told him I was on the last two episodes and he said the show ends on a brilliant cliffhanger. And he said that the plot twist and the cliffhanger was such an obvious choice that you don't see it coming. Yeah, I can. I remember you saying that, but I forgot about it until just now. And it now makes so much sense. And, and And I saw him at a Guys and Dolls rehearsal after I finished it. And I was talking to him and I was like, and pardon me again i keep like my chest i ate pizza sienna and it never agrees with me i love it but it doesn't like me um so pardon me um well let my chest bubbles up but i was talking to him and i was like you know you're caught up so often in the show with how garbage human being all the superheroes are that you forget normal people can be pieces of shit and that like you know, after everything you see Homelander do and everything you see the Deep do and A-Train and all of this shit, and there's a part of you that goes, yeah, Homelander's enough of a piece of shit. He probably, yeah, yeah, he probably raped Rebecca Butcher. That sounds like something he'd do because he's that much of a piece of he- fucking scum. And when you think about it, you go, oh, no, Rebecca's a dick too. Like she, you know, and like, and, and seemingly, and like, you know, maybe season two, it turns into another Weinstein situation where she's been paid with the off deep and- where like, or yeah, or she's been paid off or like, you know, where Homelander, where it wasn't like a straight up, like Homelander held her down and forced himself on her. But it was a situation like the deep where it was like, you want to keep this job? You're going to have to fucking sleep with me kind of thing where again, like that is incredibly immoral and you know they'll maybe they'll, they'll create a situation where rebecca's hands are cleaner here but seemingly like you said the way they frame it, it seems like she left that apartment after having a pretty good time with herself so that's where that ends and we see homelander and billy both meet this child um like we said he homelander is lied to about it uh huey makes a decision that he's done with the boys um after all hell breaks loose he's done with billy he's done with billy yes um and can't go through with this any longer um mesmer also mesmer betrays the boys which is how homelander finds out about huey and and then puts all of them yeah and connects they all get burned because of mesmer Um, he was dead now yeah because billy kills him Brutally. Like he said he would. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, he, he promised them out. Yeah, he, may, he at the very least, Billy Butcher is a man of his word. 
<laughs> very violent. Like the Joker. Yeah. He's not a liar. He I told you I'm a man of my word. Love it's a, it. It's a very violent and angry word, but it is a word. Yeah, he bashes his head in against a bathroom probably sink. either the F word or the C word, but oh, it's the <laughs> probably I would go with diabolical. Diabolical. Oh, it's fucking, fucking diabolical. diabolical. Ah god, that's gonna be the caption for my first Billy Butcher post. This is gonna be me like fake blood. It's fucking diabolical. Um but yeah, he kills Mesmer once he finds out that they, he threw him under the bus. Um, at which point, Billy Billy has all of the information they need to to bring down Vought. Um, and would you say it was Rainer? Yeah, Rainer, Agent yeah. Rainer. Um, says that he can she can give him all of Billy's demands, but they can't go after Homelander because they just wouldn't be able to. Billy shoots him down. Things get out of control because Billy's like, no, it's Homelander or nothing. We bring them all down or it's nothing. Uh, they realize that they have now put everybody's loved ones in danger. So Billy bites the bullet and just tell, gives the CIA everything he has. At which point. um, What's the name of the super terrorist? Habib, I think. Something like that. Ajib, maybe? I don't remember. I can't remember. I almost said Khabib, which is the name of that MMA guy that Conor McGregor had beef with. Uh, um, that guy's got an interesting future ahead of him. Yeah, I don't... He doesn't have, like, a snappy name, like yeah, A-Train or Homelander or Queen Maeve. So, like, it's a, it's not like a clever, like, superhero name, so it's forgettable. Yeah. Like, it's not Billy Butcher or Mother's Milk, you know? Everybody is Nakib. Nakib. Okay. I was on Keeb. I was close. Okay. Right. right. Um, Nakib, uh, we find out basically has the same powers of Nitro from Marvel where he can explode himself. Uh, right. And uh, Nakib wipes out an entire special forces operation and proves to the CIA that uh, supervillains are a thing. At which point, um, the boys are fucked because Vought now is able to get this superhumans in the military bill passed. Um, they are no longer able to be protected because now they're fugitives for assassinating uh, Translucent. All hell's breaking loose. The wheels are falling off. Everyone's in mortal, mortal danger now. They have no exit plan anymore. Billy flies off the rails and realizes that if he's going to take out Homelander, he has to take out Stillwell because Homelander and Stillwell have this really weird relationship where like she indulges him in his mommy issues and there's some weird moments. It's interesting that like it's very clear that he just can't tell the difference between sexual love and maternal, maternal love, yeah. love. <laughs> like he, he, to him it just it doesn't differentiate and i think that's super interesting because he's just a lab rat you know yeah yeah it's a soup yeah i'm sure it, it's a soup or interesting <laughs> thing and it, it, i'm sure it'll be explored in season two a lot more oh it, it's it's just so disturbing like the way you know oh. it, 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 ugh, is right like it's you know they go out of their way for it to be like a very 
Freudian mothery thing. Yeah. Um, it, doesn't she breastfeed him at one point? Like mock breastfeeds him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Butcher realizes that uh, Stillwell and Homelander are in some way, shape or form a thing. Also, the whole time, Stillwell, the psychotic CEO of – I say psychotic because she has just as much blood on her hands as Homelander. I don't fucking care. I don't think she's the CEO. Or not the CEO, no. but like she's – She's the you're VP, right. I think. Yeah, she's the VP. Yeah. She's she's running a big part of Vought. Because she, she gets offered a promotion right yeah, before that's right. she gets killed. Um, a potential promotion. Yeah. yeah. And she has a kid and um, – do you think this – so real quick. Do you think the kid is hers or a super baby or both? It I don't could know. be. Because the kid's blonde, but she's blonde too. But I think I think it could be that the kid is a super baby potentially that she has learned from the Homelander. That's what thing. I was thinking too. That like you need a diff- – like a definitive matronly figure that, who is like the line is not blurred. Like there is no weird sexual tension, but there even, is no breastfeeding either. Even you know, it's like, like one or the other. And so there is, you bring up a good point that I hadn't thought of before Travis, that there's definitely potential for it to be a super baby that she's trying to raise like the quote unquote, as the new, right way. Yeah. As a new Homelander, because Homelander's obvious problem is that without having a normal childhood like those formative years were spent in a lab and so actual human turned him into a cold-blooded killing yeah, machine it, it it just doesn't sit with him he doesn't understand what's you well, know that's also what they learned from with this new kid when they keep the kid with rebecca butcher yeah because they say like we learned we learned what was wrong with you we kept it with a fucking mother because if we, this kid is not brought up with some amount of normalcy we're going to have another you. We get you. Again, line in the comics I really want to talk about and I'm not going to, but I kind of – Next it, season, baby. Maybe not even – maybe season three. Oh, shit. I I believe oh, in you that you will have the restraint. I at um, least want to talk to you about it off air though. Okay. Okay. Because um, there's no guarantee they go through it. At this point, I have no idea what they're keeping in. Um, okay. Well, possible future spoilers then. You can riff on it because how much they've deviated. There's no guarantee that anything happens. See, okay, so yeah, super spoilers for the comics, maybe for the show. You know how we haven't seen Black Noir's face? Yeah. What if I told you he's a clone of the Homelander? In case the Homelander goes insane, meant to kill Homelander. <laughs> I love what? that so much. And I then, love that so much. But because the Homelander hasn't ever gone publicly off the rails, he goes insane because he can't fulfill his primary programming and starts doing a lot of fucked up shit and photographing it, like, say, raping Billy Butcher's wife To drive home and then sending Homelander the pictures to drive him insane so he has a reason to kill Homelander. Yo. What? This comic is wild, man. Just what? <laughs> yeah. I wish everyone so. could see my face. 
He's stunned. That's a lot. Wow. That seems a little bit much for this show. Exactly. Like, like, because part of it is that Homelander has no recollection of what happened with Rebecca. Like, it drives him fucking crazy. There, there's like so many things he's seen photos of him doing that he just can't remember. And it drives him like literally insane and sane enough to lead. Uh, I'm not going to go too far. The, uh, the Black Noir thing is enough, but he does something yeah. fucking gnarly with a group of soups. <laughs> and gnarly. it's it's reason enough for Black Noir to say, OK, now I can act. Yeah, well, because they also established that Homelander remembers sleeping with Rebecca. Yeah. Because he's so, like, the whole, three times, Billy. Did she ever go for you three times? Yeah. Which is a movie quote as well, which I love. But anyway. Um, um, but yeah, so it's um, like enough to drive him absolutely fucking crazy. That's wild. That's crazy. Wow. I guess I don't I don't know that they're going to do like have Black Noir be Homelander's clone in the show, especially because they're already exploring the uh, they're going the other direction of we know how we fucked up with you. Yeah. Versus we fucked up with you and then we fucked it up again. (laughs) (laughs) And then we made you. But Batman, (laughs) we made made you, but so much worse. (laughs) He was eating people, Jared. He was killing people and eating them. Black Noir was eating people? And then taking pictures, because it's it's Homelander's face, taking pictures and sending them to Homelander. What the fuck, bro? What the fuck? What the fuck? God, oh. Ugh. <sighs> Fucking hell. Um, But, oh, Jesus Christ. I think we finished this episode. I can't even think straight after that. Okay. So, so where we end up at the end of the season? We yeah, have, Billy Butcher goes rogue, kidnaps Sitwell, Stillwell. Fuck, it's not Jasper Sitwell from Captain America. <laughs> uh, he kill, he kidnaps Sit, Stillwell. Shit, damn. <laughs> Homelander finds out, shows up, yeah. gives this speech about. He also has Stillwell. Stillwell, Billy. He's he like rigs Stillwell with a bunch of fucking bombs. Oh yeah, like Billy oh, yeah. has her like. Yeah, there's enough to bring down a fucking city block. Um, on Stillwell, Homelander kill switch too. Yeah, basically, like you can't you try to lobotomize me, cut off my hand with your heat vision. We all go up here, and it may not kill Homelander, but it puts Homelander in a nasty situation. Yeah. Um, Homelander comes down. He's holding the baby, and at this point, they go to the scientist who helped develop Compound V, who helped develop Homelander as a his ability set and he's the one that tells the lie about Rebecca, Rebecca, um, miss or not miscarrying, but that the birth goes horribly wrong. The baby dies in the womb and she dies from blood loss or dies during the birth. Uh, the kid does. And then Homelander's like, you never told me the truth. At which point, well, this is whenever he sleeps with uh, still well, that she says something about a miscarriage. Yeah. At which point yeah. Homelander realizes that he's still realizes he's still being lied to about this kid. Discrepancy. Yeah. Um which There's like, a line about like you and Dr. What's his name should have gotten your story straight. Yeah. Yeah. Which like at first now I, I said this to Travis and I said this to Sean. Ma I forgot the math during this scene. And forgot 
that the whole Rebecca Butcher thing was eight years ago. Oh, yeah, right. So for a hot second when Homelander's like doing all this doing all this fucking business with the kid. Yeah, he's holding Teddy. He's holding you. Teddy. I'm like I, I, for a hot second, I'm like, holy shit, Teddy's Homelander's kid. Like then like I'm starting to think like Homelander is Rebecca Butcher's and Homelander's son. And then like like you said, Spencer, he does the whole, you know, you and Doctor what such and such should have gotten your story straight. And, you know, tell me the truth, tell me the truth. I'm afraid of you. I know he flash fries uh still well uh with his heat vision, blows right through her head. Um at which point Billy Butcher's like, Well, smoke him if you got him. Uh <laughs> And yep. blows it up. I was really hoping that would get a joke that would get a laugh from you, Spencer. <laughs> I've never um. heard it in that context. <laughs> I really only ever heard it in one context. And of all the ways to say, well, this is kind of a shitty situation. Might as well just blow us all to hell. Jared pulls out. Well, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Um, okay, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's the only context I'll ever use that is I love that idea. Thank you. And now that I got a laugh from you, that's how I will always use it. Um, <laughs> it's just so bizarre to me. Thank you. Um, but Billy blows the place up and uh, Billy wakes up because Homelander saves him. And then like we said earlier, we have the scene where uh, Billy sees Becca and Homelander's kid and all of that. And the show fucking ends there. And then on the other end. Yeah. On have, the other end, um, uh, Mother's Milk and Frenchie get they've captured. Been, they've been freed by Huey. Well, I'm saying they get ca- We didn't yeah. address them getting captured yeah, they, and all of that. So stuff. they get captured. Huey breaks it, gets captured himself to help free them. Uh, he's already addressed to st- to starlight hey you're a lab baby <laughs> which she takes very harshly and then eventually realizes that Huey has her best interests in mind and goes to uh save them and after they are saved a train shows up who has a drug overdose or you know a heart attack induced by a drug overdose and uh, Starlight, Dies. I, I, for, I almost said Stillwell. Starlight, thank you very <laughs> much, uh, stays behind to deliver CPR and get help there to help the situation not look as bad while Huey and gang escape. Man, I... <sighs> fucking Huey. Why you gotta be such a fucking good person? <laughs> like, I don't... Maybe that's why I love him so much. You know, me and my lawful good characters. <laughs> See, as lawful good as they can get. We had this conversation Thursday night. Yeah, watching the Schmodown. Um, we're like, you have an affinity for lawful goods. There's something about that righteous. I got to do what's right. That I just, I don't know if I identify with it or I admire it so much. And I have you this know? affinity for like chaotic neutrals. And <laughs> like, I, I you did work at Hot Topic. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the best joke about me working at Hot Topic that has happened in the network. I've made I I have made jokes about Sabine from Rebels as the Hot Topic Mandalorian and how I get to say that because I worked at a Hot Topic. TJ has made Hot Topic edgy boy jokes. That was the best one. He likes Chaotic Neutral because he worked at Chaotic Neutral. I appreciate you. Thank um, you very much. No, but like, you know, I have this affinity for like chaotic, chaotic neutrals and um, the neutral category, period. Like I like that, that whole spectrum of like, yeah, I don't want any part of this. I'm going to do the right thing, not because I've been told it's the right thing, but it's what I think is the right thing. And I'm doing what I think is the smart thing to do. I love that spectrum. And, you know, that's why I think uh, I, I think Billy Butcher falls in the chaotic neutral. Uh, I would. He's a bit dogmatic, though. He's like on the grid, right? Yeah, he's, he's right in between chaotic neutral and chaotic evil, I think. I think that's fair. Well, like neutral insofar as. He's very dogmatic. You're right, Spencer. But like neutral, neutral in the sense of like he is his own side. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Like not neutral is like he doesn't like he goes, oh, I don't want to see it in black and white. He sees it very much so in black and white. But he perceives himself as the gray spot and perceives his own ideology as a side. Um, Where. He just sees all of soups as like empirically evil. Uh, I so like I love that. Like I looked at it like a Billy Butcher kind of place of like you murdered you, you know, you, you killed Robin and you murdered your own fucking girlfriend because, you know, corporate daddy told you to. No, do you have every second of this coming? Fuck you. Like, I... And, like, normally I root for the good guy. You know, like, killing him with kindness and, like, saving a villain's life. I I can't remember the last time that, like, part of me went, fuck him. Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. And wanted to see him walk away from A-Train. And was so simultaneously angry and proud of Huey for saving his life. And I, and I, you know, it's like I had that moment of like where like I had to look at myself in the mirror for a moment. Where it was like I know I wouldn't have done that, and I felt like a piece of shit. <laughs> like the show made me feel bad because <laughs> I was like, oh, I would have let A Train die right there. I hell, I'd have sped it up. Like I, I, I couldn't have done that. Like I don't think after all of the shit that happened to him, being able to be like, no, we gotta save him, we gotta save him, we gotta save him. Like no, fuck him. Um. I, I can hear Spencer shaking his head at me from Grove City. I can hear him shaking his head. I know he's disappointed in me. I n- n- not. N- <laughs> I mean, n- I'm, I'm right there with you where like half of me was like, no, just just let him freaking die. He like not on, on top of the bad things that he's done to Huey and to other people. He's freaking ODing. Like, yeah, 
whatever happened to natural selection, okay? <laughs> Just, like, Jesus Christ. Let the poor sucker die and it's on a, his own volition. And, 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 like, it, you want to kill yourself? Be my guest. And like, Keep it, doing what you're doing, boo-boo. And, and it's not even born from, like, addiction in the traditional sense. It's like you're on this to increase your performance so yeah. that you can continue to make money. Like, you're not you're, – Doing you're, the horrible you things that you, cause death and collateral all over the Place. Like, 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 you're not someone who like came up in like a poor neighborhood and fell into addiction, and like, 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 you, you're not, you're not the victim of like a traditional tragic addiction story. No, you're using you're super choosing. soldier serum. Yeah. Fuck Just you. Die. Just let him die. Oh god. But then, I, like, I am at the so same time, I'm like, yeah, oh, you, you're such a nice guy, yeah. <laughs> and part of me is like, oh, he's only doing that because. Right there. And then the other half of me is like, oh, well, after all the, the crap that he's seen, she still makes him want to be a better person. So he's going to do it for her anyway, because that, you know, blah, 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 blah. So many layers to why he would have done it. But in the end, I think it was the right thing for him to do. And I'm glad that he did it. It was a nice thought anyway. You know. Yeah. I'm so. <laughs> oh, I randomly opened my phone just to see grove city college memes even though i don't attend grove city college there's grove city college memes are objectively some of the funniest stuff you can find on instagram well my favorite is like i'll find like ones that like i can connect the dots and figure out for my own for myself and then i'll send one to spencer and be like please please explain the the punchline (laughs) please explain the punchline yeah yeah that's what makes talking to you and rachel so much fun is that like by you proxy stuff together and by proxy of you two and following two grove city meme pages on instagram i'm like unofficially like a part of grove city culture <laughs> like you could drop me into grove city barring a couple things about it i could very easily like naturalize myself in grove city <laughs> because i just understand. bounce around grove city being like yo what's up <laughs> Like I'd understand it to a certain point, um, but yeah, they get them out of there, uh, and yeah, Starlight is left with an A train who is trying to come back from the brink. Um, I really hope A train vouches for them. I really hope. Or like in the in the hysteria, he just can't remember what happened. Yeah, or at the very least, he says he doesn't. Yeah. Like I really hope A Train has a moment of letting them get away, and like helps in some way and goes, yeah, I fucked up large here. Even even on the spectrum of, if I admit what like entirely what happened, I incriminate myself. So, yeah. Wait, I don't. I don't know. I just. I'm so excited for season two. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Me neither. I, I want a date. Yeah. Like, they're already over halfway done with filming. Yeah, they're, too, they're filming so quickly. And, like, I showed you when we, we were recording, like, that little extra bit to attach to Hall of Heroes at the Sony thing. Um, The uh, the emergency news broadcast. That killed me. I listened oh to the show. Oh, my God. And TJ even texted me this morning. He's like, hey, have you listened to the show? And I was like, yeah, dude. 
that that bit was I did it. He's he told me he like he put the emergency yeah. news broadcast once we wrapped up the initial episode. It I told him I was like, dude, that was that was a good bit. That was so I funny. It. I thought he was gonna put it in right after the Spider Man talk. I did it first too, and then once it didn't immediately cut to that, I was like, okay, he's gonna do like a, and I kind of saw it, not exactly what he did, but a like this is an emergency bulletin. Right? Yeah. Kind of deal. <laughs> This is us from the future. Yeah. Um, that, that or I was expecting like the SpongeBob 16 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so out of control. But um, no, I like like the because Carl Urban has been very active on Instagram about the filming of Boys season two and like showed that like he's like out on the fucking ocean. Yeah. What the hell's going to happen? <laughs> Why are they more planes? Yeah. You know, like maybe may, maybe that implies something with the deep if they're like by the water so much. You don't say. <laughs> That's quite a deep observation, Jared. <laughs> Thank you so much, Spencer. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts on the boys season one. Um, final thoughts. Kind of go with initial thoughts here. Um, I don't. I, you guys, all of you listeners know that I don't re- I don't do Marvel, DC. I don't do any superhero shows, okay? They're just too hard for me to keep up with at college and with work and stuff like that. I stick to the movies. That's where I excel, and that's where I'm going to stay for the most part. But when I saw the trailer for this show, I was like, okay, this is something that's worth my time. I need to watch it now. And I was not disappointed at all. Um, it, I was kind of mortified and, and holding on for dear life throughout as they were like coming closer and closer to all getting burned by the, by the supers and by the government or by Vought. But it, like somehow they all continued to hold it together. And it was just this, this like awesome mixture of, of stress, but also excitement. Like, Ooh, it's kind of coming together. But at the same time, like one step away from getting killed the entire time and like one single, like, Hey, wait a second. I know that guy, you know, it's all it takes is, is, you know, a train or, or Homelander remembering where he saw just one face for the whole thing yeah. to go completely sideways. And or I Haley just love watching Osmond's the whole story ass. develop. And so overall thoughts, absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. Loved it so much. And I've been recommending it to so many people in the last four days since I finished it. And I cannot wait until I've been season two comes out. I've told people to start prime memberships like for the dem- like the um, trial because you get 30 yeah. days, like a two weeks or 30 days or whatever just to watch the show and then cancel it. Like it's worth it's yeah. worth it. It's worth making fake emails for se- for, yeah. for upcoming seasons. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. One hundred percent. Spencer, we didn't get a chance to ask you this uh, favorite character, favorite moments. Uh, from this season? Well, you guys already know my favorite moment is. Ice Girls monologue, um, just because it's just it's too good. Is wait what? It's too freaking the Spice good. Ice Girls monologue. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I heard Ice Girls and I was like, what? oh sorry, yeah, yeah. No, you're um, good. You're spice, good. spicy. <laughs> um, but I don't oh my know. God. My favorite character has usually either been it depend. It kind of goes episode to episode, but I really love um, Starlight. Not only because, you know, she's one of the supers, but also because she's definitely the most 
down to earth of the the main supers in the show the one that i would get along with best and i like in a weird sort of a proxy sort of a way would see myself having similar conversations and similar first dates uh with her as as huey does in, in a really bizarre sort of a way but also she's just she's a nice person and she's honest and i like that um and she's an easy character to root for in the show but um Billy Butcher, I just I've always loved Carl Urban ever oh, since yeah. I was a kid watching Lord of the Rings. He's the freaking best. Um and that like the smolder that he gives is just too good. <laughs> Agreed. With like with like the eyeballs and the and the and his eyebrows furled a bit. It's just too good. Um but for a while there, I really liked Frenchie. Like uh Frenchie's really cool. I'm so glad you said that. Keep going. Frenchie, I really liked, um, especially in the first half of the season, um, just because he's both knowledgeable and a badass and also kind of interesting outside of that. Like, he just seems to know the answer for everything. Just a smart guy, um, seems to be on top of things all the time. Um, When uh, the female of the species is introduced, he goes from being a little bit less of a badass and being a little bit more of a of a you know big brother kind of a figure to her which is yeah. it's totally cool but that it just yeah it was a shift in the, his character i wasn't expecting and so by the end of the season billy was my favorite i think um with starlight and frenchie tied for second all right i like it travi we know oh, we know huey's your, your yeah your guy my boy um I think above all else, what impressed me so much about this show was how much it made me analyze like traditional superheroes and realizing that because I I was curious, like how this is so realistic. Like if we had super people, they'd be celebrities. This is how it would happen. And I was like, God, I hope not. (laughs) How then my thought was like, why doesn't this happen in comics? And then it clicked. It's money. In in both Marvel and DC, money is never an issue. You either have Wayne Tech financing or Stark Industries financing. Yeah. Or some equivalent. Or you work for S.H.I.E.L.D. Or Yeah, or you work for a government agency. Or you're funded, I mean, or you're part of Argus, right? Like, yeah. you... You can go any which way about it. There's a super gajillionaire who is at some point there's made the superheroing a little bit easier for you. Yeah, there's with the exception of like, you know, Spider-Man juggling finances with, you know, he can't get his rent on time. But yeah, it never seems to be a problem with him getting spider gadgets. So, yeah, we're, we're past, he's he's at the point where he is like made enough of that, that it's not an issue for him that like at this yeah. point, the financing issues are just keeping the lights on. And the moment that a super – because like once that becomes – it's interesting to me that Homelander mentions he doesn't keep up a secret identity anymore. He doesn't have a – Homelander is his life. Yeah. There's nothing else for I him. I think that's true in most of the seven. Most likely. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't think any of them like even try to like be normal people outside of the well, costume. Most of them the never got – well, like, yeah. especially Homelander. Homelander was never a normal person to begin with. Yeah. And like the he gets idea angry when they call him John. He's like, no, yeah. like, my name's Homelander. Like, we don't do this shit. I'm Homelander. Yeah. It's like 
the the concept of superheroes needing to make money to stay in business was so you know fucked up and amazing to me and it yeah. just makes me look at comics in a whole new light and i think that was really cool yeah definitely uh favorite moment was one it was either i can't think of a specific homelander scene so i'm gonna say um huey killing translucent that or huey destroying his room and yelling at his dad yeah that was good that was really good that moment of like i'm not a child anymore can we can we (laughs) again very very few cons with this show i can't i really can't think of that many bad things um i something about the way rainer like the line delivery was weird um like right rainer felt like a john mulaney character in the way that she was like very just like like she just said the most like unbelievably crass thing she could think of in any moment she was given a chance to um i don't know there's something about her delivery that felt like a john mulaney bit i don't know i can't quantify it um simon Pegg's accent fading in and out was so fucking funny especially in that scene it's like oh billy i I really don't think that you really need to go around doing all that like he like yeah started as simon Pegg and then slowly transformed into american well also huey's supposed to be scottish in the comics because it's it's not just like the look of simon Pegg. it literally is a scottish dude he's meant to be simon (laughs) balding scottish ginger uh who gets picked up by drop my water bottle that's okay by Billy the Butcher. It yeah. That's funny. I didn't know it was meant to be a Scott. Um <laughs> we'll get nothing but good things from Scotland. Nothing uh, but good things from Scotland. Including we Huey. Yeah. Uh okay, so that's good picks. Yeah. Um you guys, like I said, Billy Butcher. He's my type. That's my type. Uh favorite moment, honestly, probably uh spice girls monologue is up there um i loved the i loved any moment where he was just cleaning or billy was just going off like when 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 the <laughs> like whenever he went after uh mesmer i loved that um i loved his uh the scene where he's taking uh stillwell hostage cuz like Oh, it's how fucking cold he is in that scene. Like, aside from the fact that like Stillwell is cutting checks for a lot of the supers, I think at his core there was a moment of Billy where it's like, where he's like, I don't, I don't really have a personal beef with you, but you know what? He fucked with mine. I'm gonna fuck with his. Um. So I like the darkness of Billy Butcher a lot. Um, Homelander is such a great antagonist and uh, villain for this show. Um, my heart goes out to Huey. I've always said I love my very dark, intense characters, but I've always looked up to the bright spots. Um, you know, Batman's my favorite DC character, but, you know, Superman makes my heart happy. Uh, very similar situation here with like Butcher and Huey. We're like, you know, like I, I fucking love Billy Butcher, but um, I wish there were more Hueys in the world. Uh, so, yeah, um, what I was going to say. I love Butcher. You love Huey, Travis Spencer. You said you love Frenchie. 
We need to find a mother's milk. Next con that the whole Hall of Heroes crew is at. We need to do a boys <laughs> cosplay group. It needs to happen. I, I it like Spencer, you already look enough like Frenchie. And I accidentally got my hair cut like Billy Butcher. I've got a crappy goatee, so <laughs> I guess I can shave at at some point. I was also thinking about doing Superboy at some point. So Ooh, you do a great Superboy. Thank you. Thank you very much. I oh you and Spencer would have to get so many pictures together. I'm assuming you mean like the black t-shirt, yeah. beat up jeans, Superboy. Black like, t-shirt, yeah. beat up jeans, combat boots. Yeah. The bit. I'm okay. Getting, I'm getting back in the gym this week, so. Cool. Hopefully I was going to say take me with you, but not, this, not with this fucking schedule. Um, but yeah, okay. That said, Spencer, how are you going to score the boys? Um, For season one of the boys, I'm going to give it a 9.2 out of 10. Okay. And I already told you why, because I think it's great. Anyway. <laughs> Travis. Cool. Travis? There is not a single thing about this show that I can find enough fault with to put points against it. I'm giving it the full 10. Wow. 10 out of 10. Travis, you took the words out of my mouth. I can't. There's nothing in here like there's nothing that feels contrived enough where you can't quantify it with that character would do that thing. Exactly. As presented. Or like there's a thematic reason for this to be in place. Right. Because it's meant to deconstruct comic books. So uh, between that like I'm going to I'm going to say 9.5 because r- something about Rainer's performance pulled me out a couple times. And there was just something that was like goofy about the way she talked to Billy Butcher that like I laughed at for the wrong reasons from time to time. So I'm going to say 9.5 simply because like I keep I keep like that's the one thing that I'm coming back to. She wasn't bad. I don't think she was. She turned in a bad performance. There's just something weird about the delivery that was like part of their relationship is I fucking hate you. Let's work together. And part of it is that like attraction like i said in the comics it's yeah they're they, sleeping together they show yeah. up they fuck and then one gives the other information so yeah i don't know there was just something about her that i was like eh, i don't know but yeah i'm gonna say uh 9.5 so with that i think that's all we have for this episode spencer where can the lovely people find you on the interwebs you can find me as always on instagram at spencerman cosplays um Check it out. I don't have really anything new coming pipe soon, but still give it a follow. And also new cosplays is Jared and my cosplay group. Follow them on Instagram as well. Travis, where can the lovely people find you? On Twitter at Travis Political and on Instagram at Grossman Travis. I, I don't do as much with it. I need to figure out what I'm doing on Instagram. I don't do much. Um Except for posting pictures that make me look oh, a yeah. good 300 pounds heavier than I actually am. <laughs> shadows do a hell of a Those thing. shadows did not do me any favors. No. I looked like I was never getting out of that I, chair again in my life. I didn't even notice it until you pointed it out. Because I looked at it and went, oh my god, I'm 500. What the fuck? <laughs> and like went... And looked at it because, like the sh- like the sh- like the my, yeah. the, my, the shadows and my black corruption T shirt, like blended into the 
shit. I, I, like, I look like a good, I look like a 500 fucking pounds in that picture. Um, Jared, where can they find you? <laughs> Did you plug your Twitter? Yes. Did I cut you off? Okay. Uh, yeah, Travis Political. And yeah. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at darkjedi2552. Uh, Spencer was talking about uh, New Regime. Be sure to like and follow Dubac Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And uh, be sure to f- uh, listen to the other shows in the network. Dubac Discussion is our Star Wars podcast. Um, we're recording this Saturday night into Sunday morning. <laughs> um, uh, so this is being recorded before Dubac Discussion. So by the time this goes up, be sure to go back and listen to our recap of all of the Star Wars goodness from D23, because uh, there's a lot of it. It's going to be a hell of a show. It's going to be a hell of a show. Uh, and be sure to not listen to Goran more, because fuck those guys. Uh, be sure to check out Wicked Wednesday. Be sure to check out Jerk the Curtain. Almost said it. And be sure to check out Down the Rabbit Hole. Um and all of that other fun stuff. Uh, be sure to check out all the coverage that Broaxium is doing of all the Star Wars stuff coming out of D23. And with that, uh, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel. We love you guys 3000. Hot patootie. Oh. I'm not smart. Instead